0: Hi, and welcome to the Chronicles of Ganessi: Curse of the Green Sea. We're a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast about six adventurers who are trying to s- destroy the realm-eater Amira. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're going to uh, no, <laughs> no, wait. I
0: mixed up the script, but we would love to destroy Amira, um, who is trying to destroy our current world of Ganesi. Sorry. Um, I play... Dara Tallet, my name is Morgan. Dara is a druid slash cleric of Naramis, and their hidden weird talent is they can whittle chess pieces.
2: Oh, it's a whittle chess piece. Chess I
0: tournament win. <laughs> but yep, chess that's tournament me. win. What?
3: Chess tournament win.
0: Chess tournament win, yeah, Marshall. That'd be cool. Hey. I I don't know how to play chess.
4: It's just a skill check in D&D, it's okay.
3: Oh, Don't worry about it. Hey, I really can
0: do that! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi, I'm Chase Ebling, and I play Alexander the Human Sorcerer. So I didn't really have a fact ready for tonight, so um, my fu- fact is uh, that Millie has a sister that she barely really talks about. Mm.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. A babe cool. number
0: three.
4: Didn't know it was a fact about your significant other knight. My name is Coleman Winger, and I play the Echo Knight fighter, and now paladin of Yuan and Grail, um, Orofarnay. Luckily for Orofarnay, now that he may or may not have lost one of his arms as a fighter and also a paladin, he is proficient in all martial and simple weapons. So if that arm's gone for goodsies. He has other stuff to fall back on instead of just his great swords. So,
5: there you go. And I am Addison Bell. I play Clution Trailbreaker, your bug boy Ranger tracker of the group. And a fun fact about Clution Knight has to do with one of his greatest fears, which I think I've mentioned as like an aside, but he's afraid of carnivals. A fairly recently developed fear. Um, (laughs) He got kind of... Sucked into one magically and then a bunch of his friends got murdered there and he tried to tame a phase beast and that didn't go so well for him. And there was a whole bunch of stuff and fire and it was it was a bad deal. It's a really bad deal. So um he doesn't like carnivals now. At all. Yeah, Never carn- wants to go to one. Carnivores again. in general are
4: just very aggressive. You got lions, and part- and birds oh my goodness, and grizzly bears, <laughs> dolphins, <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> Also, who <laughs> are also rapists?
2: Let's, let's not.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: See, now you have to leave the old intro. <laughs>
3: that was pre <the> recording. <laughs> oh my. Greg's got that.
2: I hey, if you us- want to get that reference, oh, go ahead. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <clears throat>
6: Alright, I am Dustin Ole. I play Yordirim Battlehammer, the male Mountain Dwarf fighter. Uh, Yordi's fun fact is, he actually had a pet wolf that would go with him everywhere, uh, and he named it Milo.
4: Yordirim isn't afraid of carnivores, I guess, right? He
5: probably is afraid of carnivores, though.
3: What was the color of the wolf? (laughs) It's
5: like gray,
2: dark gray.
3: Other question is if there was a door at the carnival.
2: Did uh, did he also have a, a pet displacer beast named Otis? He did actually. Now that you mentioned oh, Milo that. and Otis, <laughs> I love that. Morgan pops in the chat and she's like, uh, "What kind of nails?" Did Stop! Milo have? <laughs> I was gonna ask if
0: he had a shirt made of his uh, of his pet wolf, so he could be one of those oh guys. My God.
2: So he no. just like kills his pet wolf and like turns it into a leather shirt. What the fuck?
6: Because as, as, as like we had a good as, run. As far as Yordi knows, he's still alive in his in his old world. Since you know Yordi's nice. in a different realm.
0: Yes.
2: So, <clears throat> so. <clears throat> Yeah. This is heaven. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marshall, uh, the DM. My fun fact is that, that the whole reason Clution has Sarkis is because he couldn't get that beast. At the carnival, and I felt bad for him. Uh, that's not really my fun fact. That's just a fact. And it's a little sad. It's not that fun. <laughs> Last week, Sutnabara was absorbed into Shamsahir. This week, I'd like to tell you what kind of dragon Sutni was. Sutni was one of the older dragons in Ganesi, a brilliant who have read. He was brash, impatient, and occasionally hostile toward the little mortals who dared to venture near his home. But he was also kind to those who would ask for him to lend his aid. In old Ganesan legend, the Crimson Dragon of the North was said to come to the aid of the local population of Elves when disaster struck. His impatience and brashness did eventually get the better of him in the end. He was trapped by the humans during the Dragon Wars and spent the next few hundred years in his life imprisoned inside of a brilliant ruby. The ruby was placed within the pommel of a great warrior's battle axe, which later became known as Cinder's Fury where his mana was siphoned to imbue the axe with devastating fire abilities. Eventually, a strange man named Dr. Fenton Webb sought out weapons of great power, searching for the souls of lost dragons. He powered his first-of-a-kind magitech invention with five gemstones containing dragon souls. The device broke with repeated use, however, and the dragons turned on Dr. Fenton Webb. In the years that followed, Sutney enjoyed his newfound freedom and began traveling across the skies of Ganesi, searching for his lost siblings. And now is he's dead.
4: Fent- is Fenton Webb, is that the Augur of Flanor?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, sure is, baby. It is. God damn. Oh we had a mission guy. to find him. And, and we, what a uh, callback. <laughs> yeah. Still
5: not my fault. Totally <laughs> No, fault. it's not your fault.
1: <laughs> It's out there still
4: looking for elf blood.
2: Well, you have a snow elf with you now. (laughs) Better hider. That's it.
4: (laughs) Gavek's coming back.
2: We're going to get the Gavek-Alexander fight we've always wanted.
4: (laughs) Oh
2: no. Last time, the Emerald Order engaged in combat against the Chaos Dragon, Shamstahir. The incredibly loud noises emitting from its body triggered the Steelborn Dara's PTSD, launching them back to a time that they can no longer remember. A time of death and destruction. Killing of innocents being used as a tool to conquer. In this state, Dara attacked Alexander and tried to wriggle free of the group with only one thing on their mind. To follow the prime directive they had thought long lost. Destroy. Dara was able to regain control within a few short rounds. And as the battle against Shamsahir raged on, the dragon's immensely powerful aura left the Emerald Order frightened, afraid to engage the beast in closer combat. But in their despair, Wurifarne prayed to Owantu, crying out to his god, and was given the strength to move forward. Jinhai ran to the aid of the trapped patrons beneath the inn's rubble and managed to free four of them before being destroyed. Not Jinhai, uh <laughs> he didn't get destroyed he's not here tonight but he didn't get destroyed a morphi- uh no uh the group began focusing their efforts on the flying four mages in the north south east and west of the coliseum uh, and the group began focusing their efforts on the four floating mages that were seemingly given mana to a portal that had opened in the sky uh, a large, red, fiery hand began to push from the portal in the sky, trying to free itself and rip the portal open. As the mages were struck, their flows began to be cut off one by one, weakening their influence over the portal. The giant hand began reaching more fingers inside, trying to rip it, and tear free a portal into the material around morgan i swear to god <laughs> it is not a sex joke <laughs> anyway uh the dragons appeared Ginny and three of uh, her siblings a seemingly dark black colored dragon a somewhat glittering green dragon and a red dragon The red dragon was consumed whole by Shamsdahir. Sutnabara was his name. As the other three moved past Shamstahir as they realized they couldn't get a good shot, and Yordi yelled at them to attack the mages, uh, and they began to do so. However, it was around this time that the shifting sentient sea of sand began to take shape and rise from the desert floor and fly to the southwest in the rough shape of a dragon uh, as Mortsuge, the ancient desert dragon, took to the skies for the first time in thousands of years. Immediately, uh, somewhat distracted, I'll say, uh, by the dragons that had flown past him, here angrily released a entropy-like beam at the hand in the sky, uh, dissolving it entirely into atoms as the beam continued up, arcing higher and higher, and eventually piercing a hole through the moon. Before shifting to follow Basa Mortsuge to the south, completely disappearing and dispersing into the metal that coalesced around its body in unfinal shapes. As the beam dispersed uh, and had pierced through the atmosphere, you noticed dark, black, crackling energy begin moving across the atmosphere and falling over the earth. Intermingling with the red blood was black and almost chromatic gray liquid. And just as quickly as the chromatic gray and black rain began, it ceased and Shamsahir dissolved into the sand. That's where we are now. Hi, guys. <laughs> How you doing?
6: Alive. Doing better. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. <clears throat> doing grand.
3: How's Oro farney doing over there with the, the necrosis on his arm?
4: Kupi chakra mode left arm over here.
3: It's glowing
4: bright orange. And there's a sickle at the end. Not very hurt, though.
0: Has uh combat ceased from what we gather, or are we kinda of still in <laughs> discombobulation. I can't so, I word <laughs> fully.
2: As you watch Shamsa here dissolve, essentially, for lack of a better word, his his body just begins to dematerialize and the metal clumps and gathers like liquid and pools and then clumps and drops into the sand below as he disappears. You see the dragons up above that you already had told to attack the mages do so quite effectively, (laughs) flying up, uh, biting, slashing, breathing fire, breathing ice, breathing what looks like condensed, hyper condensed, frozen air.
6: That's a squeaky chair, (laughs)
2: that was a zipper. I can't stop. I kind of love it. Um,
3: Welcome to Chronicles of Ganesi. Uh, <laughs> ASMR an <so> podcast. ASMR podcast.
2: <laughs> an <laughs> ASMR zipper podcast. <laughs>
0: I'm all set straight up. Those are I'm like, like sorry. stretchy. My pants. It's
4: like, can't do anything.
2: Hell yeah, it's trying to get that ass in all them jeans. Or the other way around anyways. But yeah, you see the dragons attack the mages. And the mages cool them. Their monoflow is cut off, and the portal in the sky that was dropping small, very small, uh, seemingly objects from the open rift remains um, and grows slightly larger. But yes, you are out of initiative order, as you are not in any sort of major combat right now. That can change uh, as needed arm
4: still arm is still there magic arm all of that still
2: yours or the one in the sky <laughs> my ma- my magic arm yours yours is still there okay. yeah
4: um he's probably just going to uh pull up his echo realizing <laughs> that he could kind of charge this gem by displacing it multiple times and he's just going to like pop back and forth between his echo and Swash slash at the air and you know kind of just hyperdrive this thing to see if you can charge it sure
2: yeah uh, and as you do so it it does begin to glow at first with that pale blue light uh, and then beginning to shimmer and shine brighter until eventually it takes on a more pearlescent almost rainbow like effect within the stone um roll a d20 for me 15. Fifteen. Okay. Alright. Cool.
4: Um it was Alexander that had it originally, right? He says, uh <clears throat> here you go, buddy. I think my theory worked.
3: Not really the learned type, but uh here you go. I, I wipe the, the blood rain from my face and I take some cloth and I don't touch the gem but I grab it with the cloth. I look over the the scar that was left on the surface of the gem and I say, hopefully that won't uh, cause issues. Who knows might come in handy later.
1: (sighs) How's
4: everybody doing?
0: You see Dara running over with little DJ Chad in their arms. They look at you, Alexander. Are you you? I was not for a moment, but I am the present me. But I was not. I was the past me for several minutes. Um,
3: um, it, is there still chaos being caused by those zombert things?
2: It looks like to the north, it is mostly quiet. Um, You do occasionally see what appear to be arrows and magic spells being slinged from within the Colosseum. Um, But to the north and south, it has fallen quiet. Whether that means that they've been defeated or that they've just retreated somewhere else remains to be seen.
4: Do we need to find Millie
2: and Fallow?
4: Preferably. Okay, let's go do that then.
0: Have any of you seen Halalu?
4: I did see somebody who was in a fucking cloaked mask shit give me the stink eye and teleport through a portal. Same fucker I saw originally. As soon as all of the other bullshit happened in the sky. So, if he doesn't show up it's safe to assume that's our man
0: is anybody hurt like within the vicinity marshall like are any of you guys not feeling too good take any hits while i was incapacitated
2: there are many people in the immediate vicinity who are dead or dying
4: Jinhai, maybe you start should start tossing healing words. Remember to only use it eight times though at people.
2: Kind of gives you a resolute <laughs> nod and he's like, uh, uh y- yeah, uh uh, of course. He just instantly starts walking over and uh the healing word that he uses I'll get is... assistance, please. Sure. That way uh the, uh, the healing words that he's using on, on some of these people. Um you just hear him kind of muttering things like get up. <laughs> and please and don't die and things like that he's very shaken up you can see as he's holding that bone wand his hand is just shaking um, casting every single spell just with, with force through it um, but also very shaken up which way did you see them run
4: Alexander
3: uh, it was the southeast right Correct. I point towards the southeast and say, I believe I saw them run that direction.
0: We need to catch up with them. But we need to keep our eyes out for Halalu as well. Because if Orpharnay and they sigh is right.
2: Lucian, make a perception check. In your favorite terrain. (laughs)
5: Where's my, oh my mouse? God. I need to make a perception check on where my cursor is on my computer. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 24.
2: 24. Uh in between you and Dara, you notice in the sand a four and a half inch long by about three inches wide piece of metal. Um <laughs> It looks like the same material that was on Shams to here. And as you're watching it, you see it, it takes a strange liquid like form before becoming solid, before becoming liquid as pieces of the, the core of it can stay solid as the pieces around the outside coating begin to coalesce and form different shapes and then drop back into the center and then come back out uh, almost instantaneously.
0: That's fucking gross. Mm. also by the way
2: all of you are standing in the open desert with blood rain seemingly and the sky has taken a very like trying to think of a nice way to describe this color like a dirty mustard yellow (laughs) it's like when you've drank a bunch of beers and you haven't had any water in a while
5: Whew. Thank
0: you Close for that. The night piece. Yeah. Thank
4: you. That's yeah. about the color oh, of the sky nice. yep.
2: right now at in about ten thirty in the morning. Uh, it does not feel normal. It feels choked with malevolence. You guys are fine. Oh my goodness. Um, but yes.
5: All right. Lucian's gonna like find some cloth or something he's got on, and probably just like tear off a little piece of the bottom of his shirt so we can pick up this thing without actually touching it.
2: Because I don't a it.
5: finger. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. The spider wind is. Tremendous. I'm not yeah. worried about
2: it. They're like birds. They'll go out and they'll find some cloth. They'll come back over. They'll sew it up together. It's just like Snow White.
5: It's, yeah, it's kind of like Snow White, Cinderella, one of those. Yeah,
2: sort of. Whichever Only, uh, one it was. I, I didn't watch I up. it. I don't remember.
5: Cinderella. <clears throat> <clears throat> was it? Yeah.
0: They take okay. her dress and they re-sew it together in secret.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, take, you take yeah, a piece of cloth. I don't cloth. Touch it and you, you wrap this object up. Um, and as you wrap it up again, it kind of like pushes against the cloth in different ways and constantly is shifting and shaping. It gets sharp on some points, but largely the shapes are weird. It's it's almost like um, like those old combination locks with the gears on the side that shift back and forth. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. At times it takes that shape, at times it spikes out, at times it forms globular protrusions. Um, but you are able to hold it in a cloth. For the most part, Fantastic. it kind of like tears a hole every now and again, <laughs> like small hole, but.
3: i hey,
5: taking it with us. I guess you could have just had the spiders make like a cocoon around it. <laughs> or, or like a, or some kind of thing. That would have been all right. Well, we're not going to do that. Um, Where is the I'm just going to take spider. it with us for now. Yeah, I told him to hang on tight. Is
2: he still there? You feel a skittering um, around your neck as it kind of like climbs up the side of your neck onto the back of your head and perches at the top. (laughs) Fantastic! Just like holds up one arm in the front and then drops it back down.
5: (laughs) Um,
0: who was it? He
2: made it
5: through
0: me. Who transformed into a big spider when you? Wild shaped or Marshall?
2: You turned into a badger.
0: A badger. You? Did... I thought you would change shape twice. Maybe I was wrong. Because I thought Axis might have saw a spider and was like, God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I... but
2: I, I want that to be the drawing for this month. <laughs> <laughs> a giant um... spider and then Axis on Clutian's head and he's just like worshipping it.
0: <laughs> oh my God. His little hands. This little <laughs> that's cute. That'd be great. Yeah. I I have nothing else to say. Uh, Sorry. But,
2: but yes, you did see them uh going off to the southeast. Before that happens, I have two things. Um one, your dream. I would like you as well to make a perception check. Okay. Uh 26. And Or make a perception check. 11, 11. You in the wake of Shamsta here, as it dissolved after this black and gray brain mingled with the blood, um, momentarily you saw as its body began to just completely dissolve what looked like starlight. And in that starlight, You felt a pull. And you recognized for the first time the constellations, just briefly, as the ones from your home.
6: As soon as that happens, you're already just going to drop to his knees.
2: Just as quick as it came, it was gone.
6: He's going to kind of like reach out.
2: and Yeah. As you reach out, you feel something metal clank against your breastplate. You look down and you have a necklace. Like a lot of the others in the Emerald Order have. Chase, would you like to describe the necklace?
3: Oh, God, you're going to make me do that.
2: Oh yeah, I'm gonna make you do that. You made them.
0: Yeah, you made them. <laughs> yeah, the but door. I forgot
3: to draw them, and it's just that text. I, I, fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, <laughs> so, essentially, what you see is the medallion has like your family's crest in the background, mm-hmm. with a with a, a warhammer in front of it and a tankard of ale. Nice.
2: And it's about that time that Orfarni, you also notice on your <laughs> own chest <laughs> an amulet.
3: What does it look like? And yours is the image of a beach um, with a palm tree and the the sword and the sickle resting up next to it. Um, and for the other part of that, Marshall, I said he had to succeed on a check. So mm. that's your, your decision on that, well, that or not.
2: Mm. Uh, go ahead and make another perception check as you're kind of actually examining the necklace now.
4: Okie dokie. And remember, I'm exhausted. Yes, you are. <laughs> so the first one is a 16. And it was almost a 19, bro. Natural 1. <laughs> oh my god. No. Uh,
3: that's what you see. What okay. You see. <laughs> <Another> Thanks.
4: <one. laughs> I'm going to write down and something else that I didn't see. <laughs> that's, that's my notes. I'll look at it later.
2: And I'll say, like... Because he's not here, I, I don't want to do too much with him. But I'll say that like as you see Jinhai just kind of like turn around and look back at the group with a worried expression, you notice these mala prayer beads have formed around his neck with a pendant at the bottom, much like all of yours. And Chase, if you'd like to take that oh, one too.
3: <laughs> how did I describe his? Basically, the, the imagery is of him sitting in his treetop home, sitting there and just reading a book.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very meditative, very peaceful. Where the hell did these come from? Is it like your guys?
0: Yeah. It's been so long. How did we acquire or- them again?
2: Orifarne. <laughs> Orifarne, you felt a very strong connection to Wontu in that battle. And you know that these amulets have been blessed by the gods. Mm-hmm. So, piecing two and two together, you have a decent idea that it was probably Uwantu who gifted you all the necklace.
4: He grasps it with his magic hand. He stands there.
1: Yeah.
0: Marshall, can you please give a recap for me on the necklaces? How we first obtained them?
3: I mean, you could
2: just ask me.
0: Or you, Chase. That would be great. One or the other. Chase,
2: you let her know. You fill her in. Who's who's Chase?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Alexander. Sorry,
2: SDL at the um, time.
3: Yeah. Anyway, so uh, essentially, um, due to the original God's Blessed Amulet getting overjuiced, essentially, it broke apart into several pieces. And the pieces are what you guys have.
2: Okay. What he said.
3: That's that's the working lore that Marshall and I have come up with so far about him.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. So um, before I interrupted about that, you were asking where Millie and the others had run, and yes, they have run southeast. Which to the southeast, uh, you do see a lot of destroyed buildings. Uh, in the richer side of this place. Um, Yeah, you you saw them round the corner and you didn't see them run toward the town and the town was already destroyed when they were running that way. So you get a pretty decent idea. They probably didn't get caught in that. But uh, yeah, that's what you got. I'm going to
3: convert my last two uh, second levels to sorcery points and then reconvert that back into all my first levels. Um, and anybody that is that we pass f- up to four because that's all I got left. That is like triage, savable. I'd like to pop four of them with um, cure wounds.
2: Sure. easy to do. Easy to do. Yeah, uh, and you do so. You find four townsfolk, um, or or guests of the Brokamuda, who tried to flee, and maybe got caught in some of the destruction, or uh, maybe got injured in some of the attacks that happened on the mages from up above as javelins rained down afterward <laughs> and dragon fire rained from above as well. Uh, I have, I also have a first level
4: spell left, and I'm going to pop a cure wounds at somebody as well.
2: Okay, easy to do. The people are kind of shocked and uh, traumatized and as the wounds begin to close and their bodily function returns they shakily stand and try to get to safety, uh, fearing that it isn't over yet. Thanking you as they go. Um, yeah, uh, if you'd like to to make any kind of check to track Millie's group um, um, do so, or if you'd like to just kind of run around and try to find the direction they went that's cool, too.
0: The bug, bug boy tracker. I, could
3: do I start <laughs> trying to and then fail horribly. I, um, and then I, I just happily look help. to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, that wasn't. Sorry, that was so loud of laughter. I'm sorry.
5: Um, we haven't done this in a minute. It's investigation, right?
2: This nature would be survival. Survival. survival, what do you
5: want from me? Just in, let in me your know. favorite terrain. Oh, god, I didn't even do well. I oh, only we got um, a 16.
3: W- would you an say advantage. that I was given, yeah, eight. <laughs> no, You're not an advantage, terrain, yeah, but that's not an
5: advantage. That's double oh, efficiency.
2: Got yeah. 16 is enough. This place is. <sighs> You saw more people fleeing to the north than you saw fleeing to the south. And coming around the southern bend, um, it doesn't take long before you find the sand disturbed as people were thrown from the force of certain blasts. Uh, You can see no blood. Um, You do see some scattered belongings as somebody seemed to have dropped some of the things that they grabbed from their room. Uh, Precious keepsakes. You find a locket. You find uh, a couple of notes that have been folded up and kind of neatly pressed and sealed. Um, you find a perfume bottle. Fancy schmancy, uh, rich person shit. <laughs> and as you follow the tracks or or the disturbances in the sand, as it were, it leads you to a uh, small stone well. And the well has a rope. That's kind of been dropped inside of it, where the bucket used to be. And looking down, uh, it's pretty dark, but you can see about forty-five-ish feet down. It looks like it opens up, and you can hear voices.
3: I'm going to um, reach my hand out and and point downwardly, and I'm going to send four dancing lights down the shaft of the... well,
2: You immediately hear gasping and shushing um, from the people within.
3: Are you guys okay down there?
2: You hear somebody start to speak up. a female, and then another... Shh! Sh- sh- we don't know if they're friend or foe. Do I hear that up top? Yeah. It echoes pretty well up there.
3: Um, because I don't have anything but cantrips left, I can't do that. So I, ju- I just climb the rope down. The Emerald Order is here to save you.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh! <laughs> You—that's
3: <laughs> I'm trying to go for the top.
2: <laughs> you hear the female speak out again, and she just shouts, "Alexander, is that you, Millie?" Millie, illy. <laughs> yes. Uh, she replies.
3: Yes, I, I go down.
2: Easy enough to do. Grab the ropes, slide down. Pretty straightforward. As you descend, you see it open up into what appears to be some kind of like freshly constructed water basin uh, that's also connected to a sewer.
3: I bring the globules with me, so like I'm visible from their perspective.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, and as your feet touch the bottom, the damp floor. Uh, you do see that this is a room that is kind of basin-like. It's got quite a bit of water. This part seems to have dried up a bit, but there is a larger basin a bit to the north. Um, And to the... or Sorry, a bit to the east. And to the north, you see a path that looks like it leads into sewers based on the smell and and the uh, stonework. That doesn't seem too bright, but okay. So, maybe you'll find out. Maybe not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not. We'll wheel a little while.
2: We'll wheel a little woe. Um, I've, I imagine that all of
3: us were soaked with blood and or otherwise mm-hmm. from. So I imagine I'm I pro I might not um do my best first impression for the people down there.
2: You look like Venom Snake after he's killed too many people. Just wrenched That's in blood, head to kind toe. Of <laughs> that's a picture you see um, what appears to be an older man with uh, a dagger kind of holding it out in your direction he's like she may know you but I don't who are you <laughs> your friend said the emerald order that's fine but what's happening Shams to here He just kind of like looks around vaguely and he's like, I don't know. Is that what you call that thing?
3: The metal dragon to bring the end of days. Yes.
2: His eyes kind of widen a bit like that. Yeah. He drops the knife. (laughs) No, his eyes kind of widen a bit and uh, he like slowly lowers the knife, his arm shaking and Millie kind of runs past him and hugs you. She's also a bit covered in blood. I'm at this point,
3: uh, exhaustion and the adrenaline wears off and I half collapse.
6: Sure.
2: You feel her arms kind of like hold you up <laughs> and slowly the two of you sink to the floor. It is damp and wet down there. There's probably like three inches of water. Um... The older man kind of looks over and says, uh, we had planned to free, uh, flee to the to the sewers in the north, but th- the tunnels haven't been completed. So we couldn't break through. Um, he kind of gestures, and he's like, none of us are great fighters. Weak and, 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 and somewhat feeble. We couldn't burst through the stonework that had been erected.
3: That's well, a good thing you didn't go to the north. Most of them are dead.
2: He looks entirely crestfallen at that statement. <laughs> but yeah. Do so the rest of you descend or stay up top?
0: I will... Yeah,
4: I'll, like, I'll echo it at myself, Dan.
0: I will not go down, but I will it's... ask Alexander if anyone is wounded. Does anyone need...
3: Is... Doesn't
2: appear to be.
0: Some of these people good. seem cool. Okay.
2: You can see like one lady has uh like her arm is hanging a little bit uh she's got it kind of like wrapped and she's holding it and she's like very clearly was probably the person who was injured and dropped all their shit.
3: <laughs> Should have picked that up. <clears throat> I don't know if it's safe up there yet or not. There's some that were still fighting within the Coliseum itself.
2: Uh, Millie is just kind of sitting there, uh, frightened, shocked, covered in blood, just a bit far away, you know, traumatized. Uh, another man, somewhat stronger, but still not anything close to being a fighter. He looks like maybe. He looks like he's about five foot nine, maybe one hundred forty pounds. He's got on uh, a leather jerkin that he looks like he just picked up somewhere. It's old and worn and not great. He's got this like rusted sword belted at his hip. He's like, um, if people are still dying up there, we should we should help somehow. Um, I tried to defend the best I could this group, but then he kind of just holds the sword up. It's like all I could find was this piece of shit as we were running. What do we do? Where, where do we go? What, what Should we just stay here? Uh, I don't
3: a good question. I don't know. Is it at this time the others get down there?
2: Uh, whoever's coming down, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yordi's gonna stay up at the top I was also intending to say. Hey,
2: So you just see Orofarni just kind of appear next to you uh, First translucent and then just
4: Well howdy everybody How we doing down here
2: <laughs> Just looking at you they're just like... <laughs> The old man like dagger back up immediately And he's like "Who?" Oh, okay, I I see. Um, one of the Emerald Order, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me, uh, jumpy. Uh.
3: I mean, truly really saw what we did in the first round of the Broken Muda.
2: You feel a deep rumbling in the stonework here, as it sounds like something large has just collapsed.
4: Maybe we should start shifting people up the rope. Was
2: Those of you the above, you game. see a large cloud of dust emit over the Colosseum.
0: Mm. What was over there again?
2: The Colosseum.
0: Oh, no, what was in it? What was fighting in it?
3: Didn't know. We left. Don't know. Yeah. I oh. well, we know there was a horror down in there, but...
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck! Oh!
2: <laughs>
4: and then the thing that we could put the battery in. Oh,
3: yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah we kind but of that probably one. should try to go back.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So you wanted to lift people up and get them up the, the rope? Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, man. We got to fight the Not Eldritch too hard ward? to do. Oh, God. Not
2: too hard to do. Um, give me a base athletics check uh, for anyone who's wanting to help.
0: Help get them up. At disadvantage. I'll do it. It's taking its time. It's still. 21 at disadvantage. It's oh. frozen. On the screen, it's rolling like in slow motion. <laughs> Does anybody see any numbers? 20. It's like
2: I'm rolling. 18. Two. Uh, yeah, between Dara and Orifarna, he managed to help the people get up the, the rope easily, uh, mostly safely. Um, and they make it to the top. You hear the sound of combat. To the north uh, in the Coliseum. Um, It it sounds heavy. Sounds intense. Occasionally you see a little bit of dust kind of spritz up. (laughs) As something is collapsing or breaking every time.
3: I assume we got everybody up then. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: With everyone with us now, about how many people do we have in this posse?
2: Twelve. So there's about six of them and six of you. All right, I had to do some oh, math there.
0: Twelve people were down there?
2: No, no six, six people were down there. Were down there. Twelve now with you guys total.
0: Okay, I wrote that wrong. Does anyone have any suggestions um, on where they could go?
3: Well,
4: how know. long until the, the barge comes back? May not come back. <laughs> can, it can it even... Back? Can it even come through the <laughs> where the sands were? <laughs> Probably not. He says that, and we're just standing on like miles of flat rock, like <laughs> <laughs> at disadvantage. First one was a six, so
2: six. Um, you know that the 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 ship quite literally sailed along the shifting sea of sand. Mm-hmm. You don't really see how it could come back.
3: Yeah. I mean Meldrior is probably the best option, but I don't know how we're gonna get people there.
2: Hell of a long journey. <laughs>
4: well, I mean we have our uh Stratos Falcons. We could polymorph. I mean, how long to to Meldrior if we fly on those or even if we have to have somebody polymorph and fly? DM it
3: was like a couple hour by ship, wasn't it?
2: a few hours by ship if i recall
3: yeah i thought it was several hours um
2: yeah it would take about as long on the Stratus falcons as they are now i'm
3: too tapped to do anything like that today
0: i don't think that we can take them to another city there's
2: they're just kind of looking at each other and I'm looking at you and they're like, I mean, my, my family is here. I, I would like to just regroup with them before getting abducted somewhere else. I mean, I appreciate you guys, but, uh, you know, people are, are uh, like dying and I, I, I want to find them.
0: That's that's what I'm saying is that we, we need to solve the problem in order to make this safe for people.
2: <laughs> A woman's like crawling out of the well with Orofarne kind of helping push her out. And then she's like trying to crawl back in it, and she's like, but it was safe down here.
0: For the time until it floods, if something crashes.
2: If it, it, it floods, if something there's no water down here. This This well dried up months ago. The whole reason they're building the sewers through here is because it already had some access. Listen, do you want me to put you back? I'd be more than happy
4: to meander your way back down there with you and you can do whatever you want to do from there. How's that?
2: He's like, looks at you and then, like, looks at the others and she's, like, alone? Uh, yep. Yeah, And on second thought, there's safety in numbers, you know. Um, <laughs> there is safety in numbers. There's that. Uh, I guess I could come with e- you. And you see the, the man with the rusted sword kind of, like, touch her hand gently. And he's, like, I can help protect you. And she's, like, oh, please, with that rusted piece of shit.
0: All right, Karen. Um, Listen. She's like, you're
2: more likely to give yourself an infection than kill anything.
3: I pull out one of my daggers and hand it to him.
2: He takes it. Kind of like slowly sheaths the sword with a frown. You hear another loud explosion. Another large cloud of dust. As you see now on the south side, Uh, as it's been struck, you can see a large section of the Colosseum just bisected and begin crashing to the ground. Ah, oh, fuck.
4: Do we have to go back? I feel like we do. Ah, oh, fuck me.
0: Too many lives at risk.
4: I mean, yeah, technically. But
5: I mean...
3: I mean- Lucian, where's your girlfriend?
5: Uh, last I knew, Ginny was flying around in the sky. I haven't tried to find her since I thought Millie may be uh, in a little more danger.
3: Right, but maybe they're fighting in there.
0: Oh. Yeah.
5: Can we still see the dragons? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should ask that.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) Yep.
2: You currently do not see any dragons in the air. However, you do see a spray of hyper-condensed air. Uh, come to the south, along with that explosion.
5: From the Coliseum? Yes. I think we should go to there. I would like to go to there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my.
6: Well, we're not bringing all these other people with
2: us, are we? Uh, you see you see Jinhai uh, for a moment kind of look at you all Wistfully, and still shaken up, looks at the others, and he says, "Ah, uh, uh, I could, I could, I could take them back to um, Halalu's mansion. Maybe I, I feel like that place is pretty fortified. Uh, on the off chance that Halalu is behind this, maybe he's there. Maybe, maybe a whole bunch of us can storm him at once. And if he's not, then." Maybe we have safety. I, I thought I saw people running around that way.
0: I thought that that investigation was private. What? Was that name, Millie who said name, that? Or the no, dude?
3: That no, that was No,
0: that was ha- See, I'm so confused. I'm sorry. I got confused. <laughs> I was like, what?
3: No, it's... Uh... I was doing
2: my flawless Jackson impression. Come on. No, no he,
4: he did definitely just kind of like spill that we... Are thinking oh, about? Oh, he one hundred percent. Fine.
2: He's you know, very shaken um, up.
4: Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Uh, I mean, tell you what. I mean, uh, <clears throat> everybody. This gorilla man here. He has a plan for you, and he's going to take you very sa- somewhere very safe, and fortified and protected. And he's going to give me back my wand first.
2: He, like hesitantly hands it over. He's used six charges on it
4: thank you. and you guys are gonna it'll be fine, all right.
2: You see him like slam his hand into his fist, and as he does so, you see this like kind of purple spray as the large hands kind of manifest around him. And he's like I- i'll i'll uh, I- I'll do my best. Shinhai stands with the large purple manifested hands. Um, ready to guide the people back to Kalalu's mansion you see Millie hesitate for a moment and look at you Alexander
3: I'd like to think I had a hold of her hand and I'm not letting go
2: she says uh, would you like me to stay with you she kind of like reaches into her blouse and like pulls a dagger with a bone handle. She's like, I can, I can protect you. Gives you like a weak smile. You always can.
0: Is she going to fight with us?
2: She kind of like raises the dagger and does like a cut in the air and she's like, if it comes to it,
3: Undoubtedly, uh, I would say she's most likely stronger than I. So.
0: Well, we're glad to have you, Millie. Thank you for uh, for helping us out. We don't really know what we're expecting inside the Coliseum.
2: <clears throat> she nods and she says, I don't know, but if it's anything as terrible as what was on the screen while you were in there. Um... Hopefully it's not that.
3: Yeah, if it is, don't get close to it.
2: She nods. She's like, same for you. You hear what sounds like a guttural roar coming from within the Colosseum, Followed by the screeching noise of a dragon emitting its breath attack.
0: We're walking and talking, right?
6: Towards the Jason
0: I
2: think our, that's our
6: cue to get going Hey.
2: okay moving a bit quicker toward the southern kind of entrance way to the Coliseum uh the more ornate entrance with the box offices and the uh, better seating um strategically positioned to block some of the Sun in the harsh desert now serving to block some of the blood rain that's coming down. Morgan, meet Pokemon Go. <laughs> I was
1: trying to close it and it popped um, up and it went shut! And
2: as you, as you enter the Coliseum uh, and begin ascending the stairs, the southern uh, entrance takes you directly to the second floor of the Coliseum. So you're up about 30 feet. Um, and you see firsthand the destruction as you're climbing the stairs you can see large swaths of the Colosseum on your left and right are just destroyed, or uh, on on the left, you can see what looks like a green, almost viscous residue that's just draped over uh, many of the seating areas. I was just
3: going to say that um, as we're running up the stairs, I'm going to summon the, the Divine Sword. Okay.
2: Hell yeah. You just whip out this beautiful... White and golden sword, um, and on the right side, as you ascend the stairs, you can see what appear to be almost almost crystals that have coalesced and formed over the seats and the walls and the roof, uh, bisecting quite a few of them entirely, digging large channels through and opening the floor below into the uh, into the first floor. Um, As it opens up, you can see that the guardrails that once existed immediately at the top of the stairs is gone, and you see the dungeon that you had previously escaped still sat on the floor of the Colosseum. You can see largely the uh, obsidian obelisk that rests in the center, piercing the heavens. However, you can see that it has been badly damaged. Uh and it's starting to lean to one side. At this point, I would like anyone who would like to to make a perception check.
6: Yeah. Twenty two. It's
0: uh load in.
3: Thirty two. Say thirty two?
5: Yeah.
3: Fuck's sake. Well, Twenty seven. Why the fuck am I rolling? <laughs>
5: 'Cause it's a whiz check in my favorite terrain. Is that right? anyone that wanted to? Yep.
2: Dara, what you got?
0: Twenty-seven.
2: Okay. Hey, uh, Dara, Clushin, and Yordi. The three of you are looking out in the area. And you see that the Brokamuda is no more than ruins on all sides. You see, what appears to be Kalalu Sunspire floating in the center of the Colosseum with golden wings made of light coming out of his back. You see him wielding a massive polearm and you can see the metal shape uh, of a standard size polearm has been elongated with what looks like Sunfire. You see him engaging in combat with large red beasts that have fallen from the portal above. They look strange, almost pig-like, twisted, malnourished. They don't look quite humanoid. Uh, They don't seem bipedal. They seem quadrupedal. Um, They seem to be literal beasts. And you watch as they lunge at Halalu, and as they do so, you see Abilene, the MC of the Brokamuda, the ashen skinned Mazoku, um, pull on a, a, a lute that he's got. He plays a few notes and he watches a large shield manifests in front of Halalu, blocking him from one of the attacks as Slalu just reaches back, flicks his hand, and pierces through this beast. You see. Um, Abilene mostly, uh, you see Brenalk and Abilene mostly helping the people to safety. Uh, you see them guiding people occasionally. Abilene looks back and he mutters a few words and strums his instrument to help give aid to Halalu. Uh, but you can see that his main goal is getting these people out of the Colosseum. You see up in the air, uh, and Alexander, you see this as well. Um, the others you're kind of you're seeing, but you're not seeing. Um, you don't see the fine detail of it all, but you do vaguely see the shapes. Um, but everyone sees the dragons up above. You see Ginny breathing another attack uh, down at the beasts who are trying to scramble up the side of the Colosseum into the stands. You see the black dragon, which as you're looking at him now, he isn't just black. He, he seems to be glittering. Almost tiny points of white on its scales, giving it the shape of almost stars in the night sky. Um, You see him breathing and as he breathes his fire, it's an almost it's almost like water coming out of his mouth. Um, But it seems to be scalding and burning as it hits Uh, and you see the greenish colored dragon. Flying around in circles, just reaching down and biting and eating and consuming and scratching at anything it can find, seemingly voracious, just hungry as hell. That is what greets you at the top of the stairs.
3: Um, how far is Halalu from us?
2: From you guys, he is about a hundred feet. Hundred feet. Okay. As the Colosseum is two hundred feet wide, well, it'd be more than a hundred. Be like more like a hundred twenty or so. Um. Oh boy.
6: Well, what do you guys think? Do we get to Halalu? Unless you can fly, or we just start cutting these beasts down.
0: That's the question.
3: Um, internally, I, I uh, speak to Tab. Would you like another go at something that might prove a little less fearsome?
2: You hear a weakened voice. Reply. I feel strange. If you need my aid, I'm here for you, but something's wrong.
3: Perhaps not.
2: You do see three of the creatures bounding up the uh, bounding across from the stands on the left uh, where the purple viscous kind of liquid had hit. And as they cross through it, you watch as their feet begin slowly dissolving the flesh around their bones and they come crashing to the ground and sliding and you watch as they just grotesquely these these like i said pig-like creatures uh with long kind of horns that wrap around their heads similar to orifarnes but they kind of point the opposite direction back up at the sky rather than down into his head um you watch as they even without the the flesh on their feet just the bones kind of disconnecting and breaking off, begin hungrily bounding back up towards you.
3: So there's three of them?
2: Yes.
6: Uh, While this is all going
3: on, Marshall,
6: um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use Know My Enemy. Spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat. You learn information about its capabilities compared to your own. Strength, Dex, Con, okay. Armor Class, HP.
2: Sure. If you're doing that to these pig-like creatures, you said it's strength, armor class, and HP.
6: Strength. Um, it's just any of these: strength, Dex, Con, Armor Class, HP.
2: What would you like to know?
6: Uh, Armor Class.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh. They appear to have an armor class. Uh, just this, this is such a weird thing to describe, like mechanically. Uh, their armor class is thirteen. They appear to have a pretty tough exterior, but they're not impenetrable, obviously. Gotcha. Yep. And what were you gonna do, Chase?
3: I was just gonna uh, use my last three sorcery points and twin cast, hurl chromatic orbs at them, at two of them. Sure. Roll to attack. One of them is uh, the lower of the two is twenty.
2: That it's obviously yeah.
3: Um. Oh, that's quite a bit actually.
2: Twenty.
3: Thirty-two. Um. Do you want me to roll it a second time?
2: You're rolling at or, uh, the three of them, correctly.
3: Uh, uh, no, it'll only hit two of them. So mm. it's two separate attacks. One of them hit for thirty-two damage. The other one's not near as high. Fourteen damage.
2: 32. Uh, What kind of... of, uh, Acid. Acid. Uh, The first acid strikes the one that had bounded forward after losing its feet, essentially, um, jumping on the stumps of its legs. And right as it kind of jumps and begins to try to land on one of the seats to get a bit of a higher advantage, the acid sprays across its face, just momentarily melting the flesh and revealing bone before that too begins to melt and it drops dead. The second one um, slams into the next closest as it rounds ar- uh, the, the acid, uh, taking a bit of a, a smarter approach, and you can tell that this thing has some sort of intelligence as it does this. It avoids the acid on the ground and takes quite of a, a big hit to the side, beginning to melt the flesh on its hide and into its body. Uh, it looks like it's in deep pain. The third one, looking at both of them, has dropped back and is slowly slinking around the side, dodging in and out, trying to remain largely unseen, but not succeeding very well at it.
5: I want to shoot that one twice. (laughs) 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 Because he's being rude. That is a 21 and a 22. Both will hit? Heck yeah.
2: Even, you know, behind half cover, it does not matter. Clution, the sharpshooter, just...
5: That's right. I deal 20 points of damage to it. Wait, I did bad math. Really bad math. 27
2: points of damage. <laughs> 27 <laughs> is enough. You impale it twice. And it begins to, like, stick into the seats. Just stuck there. Almost like you took an apple off and just... Right into the wall. What you got, Dara
0: um do we are do we notice if they're speaking a certain kind of language who or do we recognize it in any, any of them who? if they're are they speaking between each other
2: no no they're kind of like squealing every now and again but nothing intelligent so it's,
0: okay so it's just an, inaudible
2: it's it's not inaudible it's just not intelligent from the sound of it it doesn't seem to be coherent like language. It seems to just be grunts and squeals.
0: And do, would these be the creatures that the people were being attacked by earlier when we were dealing with no. shops to here? So these aren't the...
2: No. The things that were attacking the people were bipedal humanoid. They looked almost like mummies that had just rotted away their flesh and had just been... Or not rotted away, but had their flesh dried out and just darkened.
0: That's disgusting. Okay, so... They looked wh- kind
2: of like zombies in a way.
0: Why Why has everything got to be gross today? So, these are monstrosities. Let's do... Can I... Are we... In... We're not in combat yet, correct? Not yet. Not yet.
2: What do you want to do? What you got...
0: I'd like to do a <laughs> perception check on Halalu. Okay. Does he seem... Are you looking
2: for something in particular?
0: Yes. I want to see if there's any resemblance to the... Any symbols, any magic, any any kind of hint that he might be using something that would be related to... The description or funny described of the hooded man, or any kind of any kind of like sun, anything. Sure, I anything. think I,
2: I think I get what you're saying. Um, uh, do you want to go on your check from before the 27, or do you want to roll a new one?
0: If you would, it's like, been only
2: a few seconds either way.
0: Yeah, I'll just use that one then because I don't want to roll okay. again. That one was good.
2: Okay. Looking at him, Look, you got him. Uh, again, he's got. His once um, flowing kind of white desert robes and gold jewelry has been replaced with what appears to be a white and gold breastplate with the emblem of House Lalu blazoned in red on its back. Um, He has what appears to be two large golden bangles that go up his forearms, uh, and he has a long metallic spear that's just emblazoned with sunfire, pulling it out. From, I think, about, what, six feet to probably nine or ten.
0: So he's looking like a god. Judging
2: by your best guess. He has sunfire-like wings on his back. And he appears to be just launching in combat against all of these monstrosities falling from the sky. Dispatching them very quickly. um, Doing a very good job of it. Defending people as he goes. Just kind of flying around the battlefield. You see him at one point. Drop down and slam his spear into the earth, and it causes a tremor that catches three of them off guard and just crushes them. Um, nothing about what he's wearing or doing makes you think about what Orifarne had described. Okay, he doesn't. He's not wearing black and gold like the other church members that he had seen. He's not using icy spells or anything like that. He's using the power of House Halalu and, you know, what seems like uh, his god, potentially. It definitely reminds you of Orifarne, but ramped up to, to a 20.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll relay that to Ora Farne And later on, when obviously Coleman's back back. Yeah. uh I think he would be interested in that especially since it's in comparison probably. to him so we'll leave that to him um okay. I'm going to place where where are the um where's the big a big group of those uh, pigs uh there's the, there's monster. a fairly
2: large group approaching on the right at this point uh they're they're probably like 60 feet away. But you see them approaching.
0: I'm going to cast moonbeam at okay. Uh, it's it's having a hard time scrolling at second level. And then I'm going to place that in the area. I'm a it's 120 feet. So just tell me how far away they are, and I will move the amount of feet i need to to closer to them in order to cast that would do i told it, you there were 60 obviously. so
2: i don't know I'm, how far your you're I'm you're close enough
0: okay so and then with that cylinder of moonlight hitting down on them mhm i'm trying to come on the same please? isn't it please it's I think so it's a con eighteen. I'm trying to get it to go away so I can click it if I hit any of them. That what was she got? excellent timing. Um, I'm clicking it now. It's loading.
2: I think she's having some internet issues. She's definitely having some some d d Beyond issues. Slow yeah.
0: six damage. I mean,
2: is it a saving spell? Is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's just if it starts its con- turn there eighteen. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it's engulfed in ghostly flames. So I think it happens on that creature's turn. Okay. But again, you're not in initiative or anything, so I'll just say it happens immediately. So it takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful. Uh, It must make a con saving throw. What's your saving throw? 18? Yeah. It does not pass. Sorry. It does not pass. It does not pass.
0: I, and I rolled six.
2: So they all take damage. So they all take six damage. You watch as they enter this light moonbeam and immediately just start reeling in pain as almost their flesh is like burning from the light. Chase, what you got?
3: Um, Going off of what uh, Teb said, do I feel strange in any way?
2: Make an insight check. I'll say at advantage because it is you.
3: Natural 20 on the first round. Yeah,
2: you you feel something weird. Um, You immediately think back to when you saw Teb almost get absorbed in here's power as the little bit of blue crackle absorbed back into your body along with Teb. And you feel something is different. Something is off. You don't necessarily feel if it's bad or good in any way, but you feel something has changed inside of you. That's
3: unsettling. Mm. I said that out loud after I make that realization.
2: Sure. Orfane, um you see ahead of you Halalu Sunspire decked out in a golden white breastplate with the symbol of House Halalu on the back um, or House Sunspire uh, on the back. You see him flying with sunfire-like wings uh, formed on his back. His six-foot pole arm is now about nine feet long, extended with sunfire as well, and he's just holding it and slicing down at these strange pig-like creatures that have fallen from the sky through the portal. Um, he is defending Abilene as Abilene and Brenalk try to gather as many people to safety as they can and you can see in the distance uh, a few other people Um, you can see uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Geld and Quintus, you see them running around with people trying to usher them away Um, you can see uh, uh, oh god, what was his name? (laughs) you see Rage and Spud uh, and they are helping defend people and fight against the creatures you see Ishan and you see Shawnee and they're a bit down below you they, it looks like they've jumped into the battlefield um, after helping these people that you're with get to safety it looks like they ran back that way and just immediately joined the fray um, everybody's just kind of fighting these pig like monstrosities that are raining from the sky as the portal above is still opened
4: and all of the cultists that were originally you know Channeling energy to try to get it open more. Is there, is there anything reminiscent to, to that?
2: <laughs> yeah, and anything uh, trying to get this
4: portal open more or
2: make a make a perception check.
4: At disadvantage, of course.
2: Yeah.
4: How's my arm?
2: Uh roll. Roll the D12.
4: Four on perception? D12.
2: Five. You don't see uh where. Or if anything is contributing to this portal anymore, you don't see any trails of mana that are leading up to it. Um, Kind of looking across the sky, your view keeps getting interrupted by these three different dragons that are moving around attacking these pig-like creatures en masse. Um, It's a bit chaotic right now. Uh, Most of the creatures look like they've been dispatched, but you are wary that more could fall from the sky at any moment. Meanwhile, blood continues to rain down. So, we
3: want
4: to get in there then,
3: or we want to stay up here where it's safe? I'm going to throw another firebolt at the the last one that's coming at us. Sure. 15. 15
2: hits. To hit.
3: I should have my detents ready. I'm sorry, I didn't see that coming
4: our way. Uh, Very tired. Qualifier.
2: That's enough. Pierces through. falls down dead.
3: I think our priority should be trying to figure out how to close that. If it can be closed. Any idea what to do with that stone? I mean, we could try to go back in the monolith, I guess. It's worth a shot. I mean, I I have no idea
4: what else we could do. I mean,
2: I will say, uh, you know that the obelisk Is currently half inside the dungeon. So you will have to traverse back through the dungeon in order to get there.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know what was in the dungeon before. And we know what's in the
2: dungeon.
5: We don't know what all is in it now. Mm. Right.
0: Where where is... Is Jinhai helping the other people or is he with us?
2: Jinhai left with the other people. Okay.
0: Okay. Just making sure. Yep.
1: And
6: then...
2: Yep. Yordarim, what are you doing?
6: He's, I'm just kind of in a defensive stance right now. Just in case the sand's got okay. right next to us.
2: Okay. You do see that the three that Dara had hit with their moonbeam is approaching quite rapidly toward the group's right side. I'm going to kind of
6: move over that way. And once it gets in range, I'm going to smack it a couple times. Yeah, go ahead. Roll a couple of attacks. 17 for the first. 15 for the second. And 22 for the third.
2: Okay. Uh, repeat those one more time. They were all over 13, yes. correct? Yeah, they all hit. And You know this because you watched these fuckers for the last minute. You know exactly where to strike. Uh, That
6: is 29 damage.
2: 29 is enough. 29 is enough. You see Yordi as they begin uh, bounding over toward the group to the right after Dara's moonbeam. You see Yordrim just whip around. And begin smacking down into them, just one after another, dispatching them with ease.
4: How far is Halalu from us?
2: He's about 120 feet. He's close okay. to the center. Okay. Um, and I will say it's about this time that you begin to see what appears to be another hand, fingertips just reaching down ever so slightly, inching farther and farther toward the spire itself.
0: It's not your daddy. Don't freak out. To the you watch,
2: you watch as uh, you watch as the greenish and blackish colored dragons immediately begin rising up and hitting it with breath attacks. You see the scalding water slam against it and you see what looks like putrid, green, viscous liquid begin spilling onto the hands, uh, doing fuck all to it.
3: If if any one of them gets within thirty feet of me, i wanna pop one of them with haste.
2: Okay. Sure. Easy to do. Uh, I'll say Ginny actually is kind of making another loop right around now. And you see the dragon's head just kind of look down at all of you. <laughs> Lucian, you feel a chill a chill up your spine. <laughs> I just I make a, a
3: symbol in front of my in front of me and a little the spell takes effect.
2: Okay. You see Ginny just Straight ahead, quickly, uh, releasing two very quick bursts of this hypercondensed air at the hand, uh, causing crystal growth and seemingly penetrating the flesh slightly. Um, making another pass and hitting it with claws. Meanwhile, the hand, just paying no attention, reaches farther down. It begins to wrap its large fingers around the tip of the obelisk. You I see... think we might need
4: to activate something in that obelisk.
2: You yeah. see Halalu.
5: Did she look upset when she looked about
2: you? She no. at us? No. Me, obviously. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just playing on what you said before.
5: Oh my god. <laughs> I'm
2: just playing on what you said about how she's gonna kill you the next time she sees you, and like she looks down at you, and you're like, Ugh. I was like,
5: I was like, oh no.
1: <laughs> um,
2: and it's about this time too, as it's beginning to grab the obelisk. That you see uh, a large section of the Colosseum that's been hit previously by the dragons begin to collapse toward Abilene and the people and you watch as he just like strums out a couple things on his loot and speaks a few words and what looks like a giant uh, metal umbrella just appears over the top of them and blocks a lot of the rubble. Some of it still crashes down, but quite a bit of it has been uh, moved away from the people as he pushes them farther away, um, heading east to safety.
0: How do you spell obelisk?
2: O B E L I S K. The tormentor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, whoa, you reading my Google? I'm like, it.
2: We got Obelisk the Tormentor, Slifer, the Sky Dragon, and the Wing Dragon of Raw all in the same place. Oh,
5: we did it! My <laughs> is, God. It a hand, is it a hand of Exodia that's coming out of the portal?
2: Dude, you already know that, that we've just come full circle to Yu Gi like, Oh. Like I don't know how this happened, my God. but it happened. What is
0: yep. this? I don't
2: know how we did this, but we're here.
0: <laughs> that's that's Optimus. That's that's uh. That's Megatron. Not Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's Megatron. That one. Yeah. As the oh, hand begins Prime. to
2: wrap around the obelisk, you see the metal at the top croak and groan and pierce. We're gonna get in
5: there. We have to do it now because this thing's about to rip the thing on the ground or something.
2: You feel a deep rumbling as it slowly begins sliding to the left and to the right.
3: How far away do you see this thing is from us? The obelisk? No, the hand.
2: Okay, so the obelisk is. 120 feet away, and it is close to, like, two or three hundred feet. I would say 250 feet tall. So you're looking so, at probably 350 feet or so.
3: Fuck, it's too far away. So the the hand grabbing the top of it is like three, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. The hand where it's touching is like 370, I believe it would be.
4: Orafarne is gonna reach his hand out towards the large red hand. And he is gonna say let go of the tower, and he's going to cast friends the cantrip at the hand. <laughs> and I would like to make a persuasion roll with advantage.
2: <laughs> so just a straight roll for you, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These, for the love of God, work. Oh my god! Uh,
0: Nineteen. Nineteen.
4: <laughs> so he's about to use the legendary resistance <laughs> One down, two to go. <laughs> no,
2: you you hear Or voice, I'll say along with the spell, uh I'll just I think this works pretty well. I'll say it booms out across the battlefield, like thaumaturgy, yeah, yes, like projecting out loudly and it reverberates and you see the hand just pause and you see it just like slowly let go and begin to retract as it slowly balls into a fist and just slams down over the top of the obelisk. <clears> he <throat> let go. Go
6: back
4: into the portal <laughs> and stay there.
2: Make another persuasion check.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not as good. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven.
2: <clears throat> you see the hand uh, that has just crushed this this obelisk, and when I say crush, I mean all the way down to the surface and beyond. Like this thing is crushed. You may still be able to get down there, but up until the point of the dungeon roof, this thing is just split down and cracked and crushed. Um you watch as the hand slowly retracts into the
3: slack jaw, I just look at world forty.
2: i rolled against it to see kind of like how it would perceive it i got a natural one.
3: <laughs> oh
0: my god uh,
2: that is great
5: <sighs> he puts
2: he
4: picks up both of his hands and he's just looking at them like what is this power that i'm wielding and he
0: you need to roll them up
4: into fists
0: to see if it's your dad roll to see if he believes it's his dad
2: is it my daddy <laughs> roll the <a> d6 <laughs>
0: do it he probably thinks it might be. Stupid. I rolled a one.
2: My head
4: disintegrates.
2: <laughs> your arm disintegrates.
0: No. Oh. It's a two. <laughs> <laughs> he went quick save. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I've been having you roll every now and again to see oh. the status of your arm. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Anything
2: under if it was 12, over 12, than a three. If it was over a three, you would have kept it. <laughs> kind of just. <laughs> 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 You're like hands are balled up. You're like
4: yeah. <laughs> and so like what am i left with give me give me a picture here
2: you are left with a perfectly healed looking stump like not a stump but like a just straight on cut off at the shoulder oh, scarred uh, tissue
4: kind of like crawl up my neck a little bit just okay he's just kind of standing there and i guess he's like this now <laughs> yeah, and he's just like You see him just as he starts to breathe a little harder. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, His hand starts to shake a little bit. And he goes to summon his pipe, which he normally summons into his left hand. And it falls to the ground. And he starts to breathe a little bit harder. And he makes the pipe disappear. And he makes it reappear in his right hand again. And... He's kind of just looking down at the ground and he takes like a very long, nervous drag out of his pipe. And, you know, for for everyone to kind of just have an idea here of what's going through his head. I I realized this today and this is really scary. Um, You know, when he lost his right arm, he still had feeling of his actual left arm. And so even though he didn't doesn't feel anything in his right hand, he could still kind of perceive the feeling of stuff because he has the feeling of his left hand. And now he has no left hand and he feels nothing on his right hand. And like I don't know, I just picture it as being like the worst sense of claustrophobia
1: mm-hmm. that you
4: could mm-hmm. probably ever feel because you just you have no feeling of hands or anything and... He's kind of just having a, a moment of crisis as he can't feel anything and it's just it's its really, yeah. And he's just kind of sitting there like puffing the pipe fucking hard. His, his right hand is shaking.
0: I mean, I was near you.
3: Are there any more orcs coming up? Or, I say orcs. Orcs. These are just pigs. pigs. I uh, like, I was I gone. Misspoke. What? I misspoke. <laughs> I misspoke. I misspoke. I thought, like... He's
2: like, <laughs> Uh, not at the moment, no. And as the hand is kind of, like, retreating back into the portal, you watch as it just slowly begins to close. It's closing on its own, okay.
6: Like, the portal's closing?
2: Yeah. Seems to be. Morgan?
0: Dora's gonna look at you, Coleman, and, uh, say, do you think Do you think you were connected to that? In some way? and Spiritually?
4: He removes the pipe from his lips and he kind of just looks up a little bit and says Um I, I, I I don't know Um Whatever it was it understood and whether it listened, or didn't. I, I, I don't know. Something, something big. And whether or not it was toying with my weak games, or I actually persuaded, it, I don't know, but... Uh, <clears throat> um, and he kind of just looks around a little bit. Um, he's, um... <clears throat> um just losing his train of thought and then just goes back to puffing on his pipe a little bit
0: you see you see Dara gently pluck something nondescript off of the the side of them and they place it in your pipe Let's so say we have get it together man <laughs>
2: <laughs> the time happens to be 4.20 in the afternoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time to go to help Lalu no, like and uh, still. <clears throat> the dragons. It seems like uh, Jenny hasn't killed Clution yet, so we should probably assist them before she changes her mind and gobbles him up for dinner for not talking so long. So
4: he He looks up at you a little bit and he just like is now holding the pipe in his teeth and he picks up his sword again and goes drishti and he like drags the flaming sword across the top of the pipe and ignites yes. the leaf that you put in it and he takes a big drag <clears throat> and then the pipe <laughs> disappears out of his mouth and then he exhales the smoke and <laughs> he's, he's just holding the one flaming sword in his hand And this isn't a moment where he's like trying to look cool or anything. He's composing himself and very sheepishly, very, very nervously, he just looks at you and nods his head. But it actually turned out to be really badass looking. So that's
1: cool.
2: It really did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Looking down, you can see that most of the pig like uh, monsters have been dealt with. A few more being occasionally struck down. Um, You see many of them running from Halalu as he begins to slowly descend to the ground. They sprint off in different directions. And you watch as he. (laughs) Yeah. You watch as he once more takes his. Long pole arm and just throws it in their general direction and casts destruction wave through it. Um, yeah, Casts <laughs> it through the spear, and all of them uh, take a lot of damage. <laughs> and you watch as uh, a couple of them survive and <laughs> begin to stand up after being knocked down. And he just like walks up slowly and. Stabs them down, uh, back into the ground, finishing them off. He watches the sunfire-like wings begin to dissipate from him, um, and then you see another larger pig sneaking up around the back of him, and he just waves a hand, and one of the pigs that he just slayed uh, has just slain rises shakily from the ground as if controlled by strings and launches an attack on that other pig as he walks back toward the center of the arena, toward the now destroyed obelisk and just slowly looks up at all of you and the dragons and everything that's happening you see Jenny and the other two dragons descend uh, outside the coliseum and land a few moments later you see Jenny walking up the stands on the northern side
3: and followed now, by two drops. people Yes. Dragon form right. or elf form?
2: Uh, elven form. And okay. she's followed by two people um, who I can throw in the chat. But from this distance, they're a little hard to see. But she's followed by two other forms that are bipedal humanoid.
0: Isn't it every time he says bipedal, you just think of some <laughs> something not human at all? And I keep remembering that we're bipedal. And
4: I'm Well, like, in this sense,
2: that kind of Kind of checks out. I'm curious
4: if my suspicion turns out to be true here. Let's see what they look
5: like. Here we go. Oh no, they're hot. Today. Oh no, they're hot thing. Oh no. Oh no. Wait, which hot. chat? Messenger. Uh, it's gonna
2: one. be in the art and stuff.
0: Oh. Yeah. Wrong chat.
2: Let me see. Where is the other image? Oh it's okay. Let me start that way up. I forgot I downloaded it. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just dragged it into my Word document. Can I just copy and paste? Sorry, this is taking so long. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. one of them.
4: Nice. So not what I expected.
2: And then I'll just do it this way. Fuck it. Would you please, work?
3: Full send, no breaks on the stream.
2: And the other one looks like this uh, one of them looks to be almost like a fish-like mizoku, and the other one looks like a very small salamander-like kobold with greenish skin. Oh my god! The oh, that's mazoku, what you're looking
5: for on the... Oh. Yes,
2: the the fish-like mizoku um, <laughs> has like a split, uh, almost like fish-like tail, um, and light blue skin with starry black eyes and what look like constellations all over its body. The small salamander-like kobold um, is kind of oozing and a little bit gross-looking, and every now and again it burps and emits like a small poison cloud in front of it.
0: That is, that is not the same fucking lizard from that meme that I posted that Claudia posted. It is!
2: Oh my god! Is that what you were expecting?
0: Yes! I no. was like, no! <laughs> I should shoot you not! I mean, anyway.
2: My... <sighs> so you anyway. see them on the other side of the Coliseum approaching uh, with Ginny on the stairs. You see Halalu in the center. You see Abilene kind of just like holding up uh, or, or like leaning against the metal umbrella that he made, just kind of looking out at the carnage. Um, you see... The bodies of these dead creatures everywhere the blood rain is still falling but it's becoming lighter the sky is still that strange the air around you is choking with malevolence and the sky is still that strange weird mustard yellow hue it kind of makes everything feel a bit heavier
4: so like the combat at this point has completely subsided or is there so still... still so okay yeah, he's just going to put his sword back in the scabbard and pull the pipe out again.
0: Uh, question. Marshall, is is that a Mazoku?
2: Um, it it's a dragon <laughs> taking the form of something that looks like a Mazoku.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I would assume we would go up and speak to them if that if that feels appropriate yeah
2: you have many different options ahead of you right now
0: um what does everyone else think we should do
5: i think that we should speak to them i think we should also try to see if we can get into the obelisk because that hand thing clearly had a problem with it so if it's not completely destroyed there's probably something in there
6: Something useful. There's also yeah. a big evil monster down in there. That I don't know about you guys, but if we try to fight it, I don't think we're winning that fight.
5: Maybe it got well, smashed.
6: Highly unlikely. Much- Me and Jinhai collapsed the ceiling on it, and it still was moving.
3: Well, if they put it in there, surely they have a way to deal with it. Walking and talking.
2: yeah, Indeed. Making it to the other side of the Coliseum takes a few minutes of walking. Um, Jenny and the other two seem to just be standing kind of in the same spot that you were, just on the other side, just overlooking everything. Um, you see the, the green, small dragon-like creature uh, puts its hood up to get out of the rain and the, the moisture on its skin. Um, the fish like Mazoku is just kind of looking around, not really. You're not really able to read anything on it. Um, and as you approach, you see Jenny just slowly turn and look at you. And her eyes like scan the whole group, taking in every bit of information that she can. It's still blood. She takes in a lot. Still a blood rain, right? Uh oh. Yes, sir. Still a blood rain with that dark Mm mustard-colored air all around you. You still see um, not as much of it uh, at this point, but you do still occasionally catch that chromatic glint of whatever that metal-like substance was that fell from the sky. Ginny puts her arms crossed on her chest and just kind of leans her weight on one side and looks at you all. She says, so. What the fuck happened? Where, what, when?
5: I, I kind of like looked around. I'm kind of like, we're not fully clear on that either. <laughs> 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 Coleman, you <laughs> muted, Coleman. buddy.
4: I like to think your exact reaction on camera was. Inclusive. I think. So, <laughs> I to
5: say.
2: Um, yeah, no. She she looks at you again, and she just kind of like nods slowly. And she's like, "From what I have ascertained, you were in the Colosseum."
5: Yeah, we were in in the dungeon thing in the in the obelisk, and then we came outside. It was started everything was started.
2: I don't know what just happened, but I do know that my siblings here and I I it took a while to find them but I did and these two she kind of gestures back and I felt a, a strong sinking in our hearts something ancient and sealed and something that has been hidden away from the world for a very, very long time has resurfaced. And that led us here to Shamsahir. And I saw, I think, Mortsuge, the sand dragon, fleeing to the south. And then Shamsahir dissolves and disappears. I can only expect that for whatever reason, she kind of sighs. And the thin, fish-like Mazoku just kind of slowly turns their head and looks at you and you see stars kind of reflected in the black uh, sclera of their eyes. And they say, it would appear that Shamsa here seeks to lay claim to whatever power Basa Mortsuke could have, much like it has to sutney our red brother whatever advantage absorbing bassa would have he shakes his head i don't know but i believe your kind have prophecies of shams to hear and if they are indeed true I could only assume that he seeks to gain the power of this world in whatever manner he can in order to (laughs) unleash the coming end.
5: There was one thing we found in the dungeon that we're kind of looking around like, I think, do we need to tell them about? Like, come on. Because they're...
3: Yeah.
5: There's a secret door in there that led to a very strange chamber with moving pictures of sorts and all kinds of strange things. And this was in there. And there was some kind of message about an anti-entropy power kind of thing that um, may be useful. We think. We hope.
2: You see the the light blue fish-like Mazoku uh, step forward and Jenny says uh this is uh izara um my dear friend uh and boisel she points to the kind of hiccuping now uh small (laughs) lizard-like guy with the hood and as he hiccups little bits of cloud come out of his mouth every time um she says izara uh would you kindly and izara like steps forward again and just slowly reaches a hand out to you, Alexander, to the stone.
3: Um, I hand it to them so that the cloth I had it wrapped in um, goes into their hand first.
2: Gotcha. Yep. Good move. <laughs> um, Learned my lesson. <laughs> fish person gets fried. Um, Izara takes the stone and just kind of examines it in the cloth, just slowly, like a almost like a child just picking up an object it's never seen. And he watches its eyes just glaze over the object, um, not able to get any information out of that. Uh, but they look it over and they say, this device is ancient, something of the old, old world. Long before. It just kind of. Gestures over the group And then kind of gestures over the coliseum And the desert and everything else says, this, this is from a time Pre-recorded A time before the collapse Before the First cataclysm I haven't seen something like this In quite some time
3: I saw A structure similar More archaic but similar When
2: Gosi was freed <coughs> The You see Ginny just kind of like uh, still arms crossed, but like her thumb and forefinger just around her lips as she's just like leaning over, examining the stone as well. She's like, I think that's a little bit after my time or before my time. (laughs) Um, And Azara responds to you, Alexander, and says, if there are other devices like this hidden around the world, uh, it could be useful in the upcoming fights
5: eyes go super wide as he has a realization <laughs> that i have a piece of potentially shops to here or whatever the shifting metal and so he's like he's like oh right uh <laughs> or he's gonna like pull it out of his bag and so that he's like not touchy it' still obviously but like mm-hmm. he's just, like unravel a it he's gonna be like we're funny did you have an idea because we could maybe test it i don't know we don't want to blow the gym up but like had an idea of how to make it work then we could see if it worked on this
4: he's just looking at the ground hasn't really been paying attention but he looks up to you and says um, I, I don't know how it would work with that but I mean, touch them together or let me do it I guess but you know just let, <laughs> let me see, see it seemed like he had
5: it planned under the fight so I thought maybe yeah you had something it. specific in mind. Let me see it. I will specifically try to hand you the cloth bit. I don't know if you <laughs> care about that or not. <laughs> he takes it. and
4: He
2: says, toss that over here. Azara just um, looks at you.
5: He's got something in one hand. but how does he get it? He's holding what? out the same hand with the metal in it. Oh.
2: Okay. looks at you just kind of blankly uh, again just impossible to read just kind of casually tosses the stone keeps the cloth
4: <laughs> I, I would like to catch the stone in the same hand
2: <laughs> make a dexterity check let's say a uh, sleight of hand
4: that's not good um, oh wait I'm okay Lucian is
5: Quite fully prepared to try to catch it with a mage hand if it okay. slips and starts to fall 18
2: 18 Okay. Roll a uh, just roll a regular d twenty as well.
4: I finally give zero shits about anything right now. (laughs) Twelve.
3: I'm gonna break my new toy.
2: Twelve.
4: I I gave you this toy. (laughs) See, I have plans.
2: As the stone comes close to your body, you're reaching out with the hand, and immediately you start feeling something in your left arm. And as the stone comes closer, it begins to glow brightly. And then dim. As you catch it in your left arm. Naked and barren, but returned. From the entropic void. As Izara says flatly, I wondered. Explain it. What you have is the result of Ancient elven hubris. The thinking that one could reverse the forces of entropy in the universe. It may work on small scale, but ultimately it fails to hold on anything larger than a few feet.
4: I toss the gem to Alexander.
2: Then what? And still there. Like Roll the d twenty.
4: <laughs> Eighteen.
2: Still there for now. Yeah. You feel it, kind of like struggling against the reality of it being disappeared and suddenly brought back. You almost feel it in your arm pulsing, and you you feel this like almost innate understanding that it is trying to disappear again, but it's being held in place. Uh, Chase roll a uh, Constitution saving throw. I
3: was going to say, was I'm two. so sorry for him to just get shocked. Just...
2: <laughs> it was a seven,
3: but that takes it up to a, a hold on, 16.
2: No, 16's enough. 17. 16's enough. Uh, that reduces it down to three points of lightning. And it damage. goes inert again. Morgan.
0: I dropped Moonbeam quite a while ago. After the fight ended.
2: Yes. Okay.
4: Do I have my tattoo on my left hand?
2: Yes and no. Yes and no. It's there. And then it's not. And then it's there. And like when you look at it, it's there. But when you look away out of the corner of your eye, it's not there anymore.
4: (sighs) Can I have that back, please, Alexander? I hand it back to him. Now, is it there? Or is it still fading in and out? I
2: imagine is definitively there. Uh. Whether you're looking or not.
4: Did somebody die earlier like this? What do you mean? With the, the daggers? Is there any Evidence of it that can be brought back. And he's just saying this, just like with no humanity in his voice at all. He's just like, it's an experiment. Could they be brought once back to dead, life?
3: You're, once you're dead, that, that's it. Like, well, well, I mean,
4: my arm was gone and blah, 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 entropy, and it's back. So, I mean, magic and the but you science. Are not dead. Yeah, well,
5: your arm. arm had something it was attached to that's here still.
2: You never know. The Zara kind of pipes in a little bit, says. <laughs> the elves of old and the idea that as long as you were still somewhat together, if there were traces of you, it could be restored. However, if you are fully dissolved by the entropy. Scattered once more to the endless seas of life, then they couldn't find a way to bring them back.
4: He nods and then gestures for the cloth from... I think Izara had it. Izara had the cloth. (laughs) He wraps it up and then hands it back to Alexander.
3: Does Izara give up the cloth?
2: Uh no, but as you look at his arm directly on, you see the tattoos, and as soon as you look away, out of the corner of your eye, you see that they've disappeared.
4: Mm. Oh, Isar didn't give me the cloth.
2: Oh, he did. You handed it okay. back to Alexander, okay. right?
4: Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As soon as the the object leaves your possession, um, it begins to. It, it's like. It's like the the possibilities of it being there and not being there at the same time are almost too much for it, and reality is not catching up to this like glitch. So if, if
4: I take out my kukri and try to do a flourish with it in my left hand or try to swing it, how does that react?
2: It swings. Uh, you feel the heft of it, the weight of it, but as soon as you look away from it, you feel it lighten a bit. It's still there. Let me be clear about that. It's still there, <laughs> but it feels lighter than it was when you were looking at it directly. Okay.
3: Orofarni, what if you try to do your little swap thing? Well, first, I summon my Echo.
4: Does that have two arms? It does not. Ooh. Okay. Um. I pull out the great sword and wield it two-handed, disappear the echo and bring it back. What does that look like? Can I do like two or three times, maybe shuffle the deck, maybe one has two arms, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> uh, over, the, over, over the next, like, 18 seconds? like
2: <laughs> Over the next 18 seconds, if you summon the echo and kind of swap places with it a couple times, or just kind of back and forth with it, yeah. Um, you notice the echo remains one-armed, and when you swap into it, your arm ring appears. And when you swap out of it, your arm disappears. But the echo itself never regains an arm. But when you switch into it, you feel your arm.
3: Hmm. Well, that's good at least.
2: Zara kind of slowly examines this whole process and says, I remember my old Azatar friend, he was a scientist, and he had said that. When reversing entropy, there is a possibility that you erase whatever you bring back from any other timeline. You pull the force, the, the anti-entropy, the neg-entropy from that life, from that being, from that dimension, and you suck it and force it into this one.
3: If I wasn't ho- already holding Millie's hand, I didn't know. <laughs> okay.
5: There is one other thing we have to try in that case. I reach out to Orifarne with the activated Magitek Core, because I want to see if this does the same thing, since we have used this on someone else.
2: You're just reaching it out to him? Yeah. OK. Um, reaching it out to him, um, you see the tattoos on that hand begin to glow. Um, almost going off of what Izara said, almost as if it's pulling every single molecule from every other dimension of Orofarnay into this one at this exact moment. And the tattoos begin to glow, and then as you pull it away, they begin to lose that glow and go inert once more. And as you look away, they disappear.
3: Oh my. Well, I guess you have a decision to make at some point. Yeah, that's uh,
5: kind of exactly what I was afraid of. You enlightened folk, would you mind
4: helping me expo- uh, understand this a little bit better? Is it literally sucking energy from
2: shit? You see uh, the, the smaller one, Boitzel, kind of Trots forward, like very exaggerated movement, left foot, right foot swinging left and right, uh, tail kind of weighing him down heavily on every side. Yes, Morgan?
0: How do you spell Boizal?
2: B-O-I-Z-A-L. You see him kind of heavy left foot, heavy right foot, tail swinging hard to each side every time, almost toppling over. He's still got the hiccups. He looks, like, very drunk, almost. And every time he hiccups, a little cloud comes out, and he goes, "Uh, I could take that. Uh, 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 Don't mind the cloud. (laughs) It's only vaguely poisonous. (laughs) Uh, From what I understand, it is very... um, Very much pulling from every possible timeline. (laughs) And so, any other timeline of you may have just lost an arm. But you got one, one. (laughs) and that's something.
4: Yeah, that that part makes sense, but what about pulling from the cores? Is it pulling from... That part I don't get.
2: (laughs) the entropy is uh is being negated and reversed and so the power of the crystals <clears throat> this this one that your friend has is a bit more potent <laughs> but the power of the crystals produces neg entropy it's 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 the inverse of entropy it restores what was lost and it does so by pulling the energy the <laughs> the atoms themselves from other timelines connected to that anchor point which in this case is you it doesn't mean that all of them lost their entire arm but they probably lost a few fingers or <laughs> maybe have a nub but it it, it, it it's very natural uh, and <clears throat> and They'll lose it in a way that doesn't make them suspicious, almost. (laughs) They'll have an accident. The universe seeks to correct itself. And so...
4: (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What about about this one?
2: The other arm. (laughs) What happened to
4: you? I was cut off by a sword.
2: You see him just, like, put a hand, a scaly long uh nailed hand to the bottom of his chin and just start scratching and he's like (laughs) yeah that'd probably be something like that is that (laughs) are you trying to tell me you're from another dimension (laughs) or something uh no i just lost Uh, because because if you were that would make some more sense (laughs) but if if uh... you're not then then i'm not sure because it doesn't have to be in the same time. It could be when you're a baby or when you're an old man. No idea. No, it's just uh, <laughs> a few months
4: ago. Holy shit. He's from... oh,
1: no,
4: just looking at his
3: hands again.
4: Oh, sorry. No, that's it. He's just looking at his hands again.
3: He may not be from another dimension but essentially... Pointing to um to a uh, 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 in um my mind mind's one blank Dustin's character. Yodra. Um Yodra we technically are.
2: Zara looks at all of you and Jenny just kind of steps up and she's like, and don't forget Dara as well from another world. Yeah you know? true and
0: uh... We're so original, aren't we guys? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wasn't to begin with
0: uh, I oh, know man. I know it wasn't to begin with
2: she uh, She kind of says it is possible that from what I'm understanding and correct me if I'm wrong Izara and, 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 and Wetzel um, if you were to sustain those injuries they would have already happened for you or they would have happened later in your life and because you're no longer in that dimension but in this one this has become your new home as it were so this version of you now is the she kind of like scratches her head and she's like i'm not sure actually i get this (laughs) is ours like it's fine It doesn't matter too much. Basically, if you are here now and you experience entropic forces and they are restored upon you, then the use of other worlds may make up for that in some capacity. And vice versa, if another universe's version of you were to do the same, you might have some sort of accident the universe seeks to right itself. Each person is composed of a certain amount of mana and, and atoms, and if you try to cheat that, the universe will correct itself.
4: Or are finally just going to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> What's Holalu doing?
2: Halalu mm-hmm. is, uh, he has dropped his um hold on give me two seconds what's it called he's dropped his avenging angel and is now just kind of like walking slowly toward abilene and just observing everything that's happened and like he has his pole arm just kind of like down into the side uh with the tip pointing at the ground and the the back of it pointing up at the sky behind him he just watches he slowly just turns around Not turning his body, but just turning his head to the left slightly and looks at all of you and just gives you a slight nod and then continues on toward the east.
0: Of course, he'd be a polar muser. (laughs) Bill got it. You guys (laughs) wanted to fight him. I built him. (laughs) Bill got it. I think it was a Genshin joke. That's
2: right. Every Archon. Archon. Before we do anything else, I'm going to
6: ask them, since we're talking about other worlds and dimensions and stuff, Have you ever heard of a way of going back to a dimension?
2: Is Aranadz, he says, yes, the ancient peoples of this planet sought something similar at a time of great disaster. I'm unsure if they succeeded. I know many of them (laughs) for all of their talk on reversing entropy with these time crystals they succumb to it themselves. I have heard of people returning to different dimensions. Finding yourself in a new one is much harder than returning home to your original. And how would, Again, just like a totally blank stare looking down at you. And how
6: would one go about that?
2: There are many ways. Extremely powerful ancient magics could do the trick ancient technology is said to have been able to hop between worlds and planes perhaps dimension many ways the easiest most obtainable method would probably be to find someone versed in that kind of magic hunting down ancient technology would take quite some time however and his eyes kind of just leave your face, and like his whole head turns up a little. And you can tell he's not looking through his eyes at the moment. Like you can just tell. It's almost like when uh, Orofarne projects forward into his echo to walk around a room, um, his eyes are not looking at the sky. And he suddenly says, With Basamortsuge gone, who knows what ancient treasures he was protecting? could be something useful for your quest, for your endeavor to return to another dimension. And And if not, I have a sibling who was versed in such things long ago, and probably, if they could be found, would be able to get you home.
6: And where would he keep these said things that he was...
2: If it was Mbosomotsuge you were asking of in the large, shifting sand sea to the north. My brother, Itzotsul was well-versed in interdimensional and interplanet travel.
6: And you haven't seen him for a while?
2: We parted ways. The end of the era of beginning. No. No, not quite we parted ways in the first era uh, there were many great wars happening at the time between the humans and the goblins last I had seen of Itzotzl and he was trying to find a new home for himself and then unfortunately for me I was imprisoned captured in a soul gem.
6: so frankly he could be anywhere then
2: Perhaps, Jinny, myself, and Boitzel are among those who are searching for our lost brothers and sisters. We will find them in time. It's like slowly nods, and he has his uh, this staff that he's holding. It seems to have like a crescent moon at the top, and these like three rings that go along the bo- uh, along the top, kind of dangling down. And he just kind of clicks it on the ground, and he says. <laughs> If you would permit, I could enter into your mind in such a way that if I find so, I would be able to inform you.
6: If it brings me closer to being back with my family, yes.
2: And you feel a strange, almost piercing sensation in your brain, like a terrible migraine that lasts for about five seconds as your eyes kind of squint and your body like reacts, um you hear a voice inside your head that says the deal is struck. Should I find itsotsu and learn his location, I will inform you at no cost as a token of goodwill. And then out loud he says it is done. Morgan, you have something?
0: Yeah. I wanted to know, um the information of the location, but you gave that for the uh, Dar is quite interested on in discovering more about this interdimensional travel as a possible. Uh, he had said as a possibility, an idea.
2: No, I I know. I'm saying he had said that the location of these treasures would be at Bossa horde, as it were, in the Sand Sea.
0: Yes, that's not my point, though. My point was Mm -hmm. that your gears are turning, that it possibly might be an out if we do not succeed at stopping Amira. Gotcha. And that was all I wanted to add. They're going to say that out loud.
2: say it out loud uh fuck okay we're here we're doing things you said the magic words um roll a perception check anyone who wants to anyone who feels like they would be paying attention right now
3: i feel like I would be because
2: yeah hello
3: seven dirty 20 you already ain't seen shit Dirty 20
2: Dude, Yordi is like so focused on the thought of being back with his family right now.
6: Honestly, yeah. He got—he rolled a nat one on that perception check.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's thinking about them. He's thinking about how he saw those constellations in uh, the wake of Shams Tahir and how... Yeah, he, he's feeling it right now. Um, anyone who got over a 15, you notice... Walking up, somewhat behind, uh, keeping their distance, you see Abilene, the horn freak, the ashen-skinned Mazoku with white hair and glasses that are gold round glasses and a short, stubbly white beard. Um, the thin Mizoku kind of walks forward, his horns uh, <laughs> kind of decorated uh, with different jewelry and gold. He kind of cautiously approaches. You see him not saying anything, but at the mention of Amira, his eyes kind of go wide. And he kind of like takes a step back and hits one of the chairs. Making you aware of his presence.
0: Everybody in the room turns.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Records crash.
0: (laughs) What's wrong with you?
5: zooms, Mm. Zooms in on him. Is All right, that's me. You're probably wondering how
2: I got here. <laughs> probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Oh
0: my, it, it freezes on that like...
1: I... <laughs> that was so good. All
4: right, so what's going to happen?
2: Uh, nothing, he's staying quiet right now. You just—he just made a lot of noise at the mention of Amira. He seemed very startled. Okay, I mean,
6: it's
4: or, scary. Or Farnay not looking up, <clears throat> just absent-mindedly says,
1: <clears throat> yeah,
4: "Those of you that have places to go once this world ends, it might be a good way to. It
3: might be a good out for you. Something to look into." I just squeezed Molly's hand.
2: Me send you guys a picture just be like, of Abilene.
5: This world doesn't seem so bad other than, the, you know, impending apocalypse thing. Well, I mean, yeah. given
4: the apocalypse succeeds and this world ends, those of you that have places to go have places to go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sent you guys a picture of Abilene in the chat. Um,
4: oh that guy yeah. that I've seen a hundred thousand
0: times. Oh, the one that,
4: oh, that, that Marshall so clearly that
2: based guy. off of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Jenny, uh, at the mention of that Klusian, Jenny kind of gives like a I mean, you see through it with your insight. She, she gives a very sad smile to you. <laughs> like the smile of someone who knows that uh, the smile of someone who knows that um, good things don't always last and this like you you kind of feel you intuit based on her expression this moment of weakness in her in her stony steely resolve um you almost catch fear when he says you could go back and then it's just back to that rough and tumble exterior the sad smile vanishes she looks at at uh abilene she's like friend of yours
3: co-worker at best
0: yeah co-worker
2: he gives like a wince a little wince smile you know where you like crinkle up your nose and your eyebrows together And he's like (laughs) just kind of takes a couple steps forward and he's like i'm sorry to um interject uh i saw that you were talking with people who are very clearly the dragons that were just helping us. And I thought it best that I see what you were talking about. As you know, things have been quite tense around here and I like to feel things out a bit and see if I can trust people. You lot, from what I have seen, did a decent job distracting Shamsa here and letting a lot of us escape. Let a lot of us get people to safety. And that's okay by my books. And these dragons seem to have helped in this fight. I wanted to thank you. All of you. You see him just kind of like start fiddling with a ring on one of his fingers. This emerald. Um... Kind of like shifting his thumbs up and down the rings on his finger. He has like a diamond, an emerald, a sapphire, and an amethyst. And he's just kind of like twiddling back and forth over them kind of nervously. Sounds rich.
0: Um, where's Hilalu? I ask him
2: out loud. Uh, okay. He says uh, Hilalu has just exhausted most of his power when he used that form. Um, you see, Hlalla was a very fervent and devout follower of Grail, of, the you know, like gestures at, at Orifarne, of, of Uantu, as your people would call him, uh, I assume, is what I've heard you call him before, so forgive me for assuming that. that... Anyway, uh, he's a very devout follower of, of Grail and has communed with the giant that roams the Sand Sea quite often. Had roamed. And gained yes Correct. he kind of says sadly with a sigh he's like yes had roamed Halalu claims that the giant was the old ancient withered body of Grail himself damn and uh, through that he gained incredible powers
0: out of character he sucked this giant's power and became a god how can you kill a god you shoot it with a chaos dragon um what the (laughs) fuck Uh entropy will kill
2: all things
0: holy fuck what the fuck in the lord what's the biggest
2: threat to life (laughs) the Um, heat death of the universe
0: can i please insight check him
2: sure yeah but i would be happy if you did please
0: Please don't just take every word for what I say. I'm not the villain. Who said I was the villain? I. I don't know what it is. Hang on, five. It was a one plus four.
2: Five. Hmm. Seems on the level. I mean, he's totally chill right now. He's he seems like he's being open and honest with you. He seems nervous, but he seems honest. He says, okay. "I I heard talk of." Entropy and negentropy and strange time crystals of sorts. Uh, is this is this something that could that could could be used to fight back against to here?
3: Potentially,
1: Me if arm. it can
3: bring Orofarni's arm back, maybe it can make to here disappear.
2: If to here is the somewhat coalesced form of entropy itself, then maybe there could be something to that, but do you think one small crystal could do that to something so large?
3: At the very least, not when he's at his peak of his game.
2: Izara's just, like, looking up at the sky again. Their eyes are closed. Their hair, their long white hair is just kind of fallen over their shoulders. Um, Witzel's, like, looking down, and, uh, you- you kind of glance over and you see Boitzel, and he's just kind of consuming some of the, the pig carcasses. This, oh my god. He's got like a leg in his hand. He's like, What you got over, Farni? Uh,
4: remembering how Shams Tahir just like absorbed the red dragon, is he drawing parallels to how he is absorbing from the stones? to the same way like maybe the dragons act as batteries to him in again like i have no idea how the fucking science this works i've been sitting over here taking notes like pages and pages (laughs) of notes so i can try to figure out how this works like and uh but like you know you
2: know tell me (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) but like you know how he or farna uses the cores like batteries um, mm-hmm. Is Shams here doing that to the dragons? Because he just absorbed the dragon and took on make its a, form. make kind a knowledge check. Took on its form.
3: Can, can I can I add uh, you know tinfoil hat to that? And if Shams here obtains all of them, on the theory of the dragons being the crystal teeth of Amira, would they be, become Amira? Oh my god. <laughs>
4: Marshall's like,
3: that oh! is the best way to end the campaign I've ever seen.
4: No, Marshall's, Marshall's down. like,
5: scratch out, notepad, and
2: write no, down. No, Marshall <laughs> is not, like, scratch out, notepad, and write down. Marshall is like, Chase is solving part of the puzzle, but he's in the wrong direction oh, of no. it right now.
4: Oh. Marshall's tearing down years of work <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I No,
2: here's the thing. I was telling Morgan, and I think Bill this the other night. You guys have, like, 98% of the puzzle in front of you. And you have all the pieces except for, like, two. And you probably won't have it figured out for a while. And that's okay. You guys are getting really fucking close to it, though. Like, these tinfoil hat theories are almost it. Like, you were so close. It's unreal. And I just, like, I'm getting, like, giddy. Because I'm like, holy shit. It's all coming together.
0: Yeah. He, but not quite. His audio What's just out. Is
2: that peaked? but we got it on Morgan's? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so, uh... Or make a knowledge check, eleven, <laughs> okay. at, dis-
4: at disadvantage, so it could get worse. Yes. Sorry, because I'm I'm here oh, for the roleplay oh, oh, nine. I mean, oh, okay, I mean I we mean. could say we could we could workshop it. I I I was pitching it. He's just over yeah, here. Yeah, 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 he's he's yeah. dummy pitching the idea. You know, dummy he's dummy fit. Yeah.
1: Dummy
4: fit. Yeah.
2: He's still very handsome as well. <laughs> yes.
4: um, God, I hope it's forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Orifarnay, you get the sense that you are were- Close to the truth on that. You don't necessarily believe that he needs them as a battery for getting stronger, necessarily, in the sense of like becoming a mirror. Mm-hmm. But you definitely intuited that, I think both of you together intuited that he is absorbing dragons because they are connected to very deep malevolence, so thick it crystallized. <laughs> and he's just absorbing that. So he is, he is absorbing malevolence, essentially, with every dragon he absorbs.
3: All the color flushes from my face at that realization. Alexander, you realize Realizing that there, there's one dragon within me right now, mm. meaning that I could very well be a target. Yep. For Shams to hear. And I say this out loud. At, I'm going to say... The whole flash- flash
2: I'm going to say as you're saying that, After you're done with that, after you say it, Izara, still with their eyes closed, just reaches forward a hand and places it on your chest. And they say, You have a shard inside of you. Keeper of dragon.
3: I have a what now?
2: And the eyes slowly open, just revealing the black sclera with constellations instead of pupils. And he says... You've come into contact with Shams to hear and absorbed some of the entropy. Did you notice anything strange when you were recalling oh. Tebet Nezel Ray? And at that, you see Jenny just kind of like stop looking at Abilene and her head just shoots to look at you as well.
3: I saw as if like, hey, I
2: forgot about that shit.
3: <laughs> I saw a sparkly something like chase after him.
2: Do you feel any different?
3: Something's not settling right, for sure, but I don't know if it's from the the nerves. or. Based on that check earlier, I would be able to ascertain that it's something is very much wrong, right? 100%. I can tell that it's not right.
2: He sighs deeply and kind of just slowly rests forward on his staff. And after a few seconds says, This could be advantageous to our cause. Entropy is strong and coalesced as hears would theoretically perhaps try to return to its source.
3: So you're saying I'm a homing beacon to find him?
2: You see Boitzel just kind of like look up, his face just covered in blood, and he's like Well <laughs> oh. Laura <laughs> <laughs> Like a compass, a dangerous compass. It's not only—is it one way? It's probably
3: two. Well, so I shouldn't be anywhere near you.
2: It just kind of like he looks up as if suddenly realizing. <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 um, and he just starts running in the opposite direction. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. <laughs> still
2: holding on to the leg. <laughs> and you watch as he just like mid-stride transforms into his large green dragon shape and just flies out to the north. <laughs> Jenny's just like looking over at him. Isara is still just leaning on the staff with his eyes closed. <laughs> Jenny's just looking over like shaking her head. <laughs> He's not very brave.
4: He's not very brave. You don't survive this long being risky.
2: Tebbet Nezelray, he's inside of you.
3: Uh, to save game time, I briefly give them the <laughs> recap of the whole Remoraz thing and how tab you know, blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Um, give the recap of how STL almost died and Tebbet Nezelray mm-hmm. transferred his soul into yours, essentially, to keep you alive after the yeah. Light Spirit abandoned you. Um, and she kind of just, like, stares at you and she's like, she kind of chuckles almost and shakes her head and she's like, he is such a softie. He is such a fucking softie. I love that about him. Just Can't
3: hear me complaining.
2: Never seems to look out for himself. So keep him safe. For now, that's enough for me in time i will want him back but for now that's enough she turns to cluchion she like raises a hand and like points at him accusationally and she's like you died
5: well only very temporarily
2: <laughs> she just rushes forward and hugs you
5: of course on her back and i'm like it did work <laughs>
2: She's like, good. That's exactly why I gave it to you. I, I hoped you would never need it, but I'm glad it worked. I it doesn't always. I didn't need it
5: either. It doesn't always. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, I didn't need it. He's gonna be like, wait, hold on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I right, just, it's, 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 it's just ancient magics. That's. <sighs> I've been a guardian of for a long time, and sometimes it doesn't quite work. I'm glad it did. Do you need a new one? I can, I've can. i got a couple more.
5: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed She doesn't even wait for you to finish. She to just like rips off her necklace <laughs> and hands it to you. <laughs> oh God. Well, thank you so much.
2: Should I keep it safe? It's, uh, um, it I hope, again, sad. I'll tell it's you once more. more. I hope you don't need to use it. Um, but more than likely, you will. And I hope it works a second time. It doesn't always.
5: Now yeah, I know that. I'll sure try not to have to use it again. Uh, Ginny, she kind of like glances honest, over the group. Though,
2: you know? I'm just <laughs> she kind of glances over the group and she's like, I do have this second one. Um,
0: well, she hands it to you, Dara what, and she's like I don't want it.
2: She hands it to you and says, give it to whoever you think is the most fragile. Or the most important, or the one who is going to be needed if they die. Could be any of you. Could be none of you. Could be me. You can give it back to me if you want. I'll take it. I don't want to die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it really the only one? I could one? just make more, I guess. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you make them.
2: She's like, I could. I guess I could just make more. Um, how many of how many of you are there?
0: Six.
2: Uh, five. Six. Six, um, but you only need four more than okay um i'll need a few hours Uh, but i'll find you
0: you don't have to rip out teeth or nothing i mean it's
2: it's not quite that grotesque but yeah it does involve ripping i guess what she just kind of smiles at you and winks hello inside jack hello
0: (laughs) what the fuck is jenny doing Uh,
4: but before the conversation transitioned into this medallion thing, uh, probably Dara would have noticed Orofane just like peacefully and a little little happily looking at the interaction between Klucian
3: and Ginny.
0: Oh, I'm sure. They clocked yeah. that.
3: Okay. Um, just for a nugget for you. If you look down at the medallion, you do notice in the background, very faint a silhouette of your wife. Me? Aw, my guy.
5: All right. Thanks. I love that.
3: A thirteen. That no, was a thirteen.
5: I
0: just hugged DJ yeah, thought...
2: Chad. What is your insight rule? <laughs> that 30. was thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh she's making light of a very serious situation. And you can tell by her tone of voice and how she instantly shifted to like winking and laughing. You get the feeling that this is a very difficult process and that rushing them will be a bit of a bother for her, but she's willing to do it for your group.
3: We, I say aloud, we probably have some time for, at the very least, rest. Like, there's no need to expedite things. Yeah, don't go and hurt yourself trying to save us. Um, as as you know, well as right? seriously,
2: She looks at you very seriously and says, if it came to it, I would die for you. I believe that.
3: Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
5: Um,
4: as, as well as that, I mean, if we if we don't want to leave right away, um, if anything he says holds true about the giant being the corpse of Uantu, um with it only being a few miles away, maybe we could just take a look at it
3: while she's yeah. making the DM am- um, that the, uh, he was vaporized right
2: 100% vapor yeah the
4: site you know I, I, I don't know I mean if, if oh, the site if, if it was the well the corpse or the site it was a far away you know um, it, it might lead to something that I would be interested in. While we're out looking for ways that you all could return to your homes,
5: you know, while we're killing time. Mm-hmm. I think that if it's important to you, we should make time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. Pops Is it still pipe. raining blood? Is what? Still raining blood? Yes.
3: I've had this whole conversation and such a romantic setting no, there, for the, There's been a, there's for like the a coming back together of the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you oh, guys okay. are okay for
4: now. <laughs> yeah, we went inside like a <laughs> couple <four laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Coleman, I just saw that you changed your
2: fucking picture for Aura Farney to Jora Farney Joe Star. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. In the campaign. God yeah. damn it.
2: <laughs>
4: I had to. Here I am, definitely picture. not
2: creeping on your backstory at all.
4: That's fine. <laughs> It's not all on the character sheet, but, you know. The, no, it's not. The, the surface
0: stuff. No, i got to wait for the internet to load the campaign so I can see it.
2: <laughs> Isara <our>, uh, <laughs> presses off of the staff and kind of stands straight again and just looks at all of you, uh, just gives you a once-over and says, um, if you need any of us, just give us a call look above, remember who we are, what we look like, and ask us to appear. (laughs) We probably won't, (laughs) but if we're nearby, we'll lend our aid. The chances are slim, I want you to know that, but if we are nearby, we will lend our aid you seek does the same that, thing that we do.
3: Does that communication with um, your dream go both ways?
2: Yes, that is what I mean. Good to know. And
4: not that we would ask any of you to run face first into your certain deaths, but knowing the conclusions that we've come to about the Chaos Tyrant, Would a fight with him in Old Draconia be on that list for you?
2: Tahir is a wildly dangerous, malevolent being. Tahir has consumed, at the very least, Sutney. More than likely will not stop until he has consumed as many of our kind as he can. Despite this, you feel the you hear the rings kind of crack together a bit on the staff as he moves it. I hold no ill will toward Shamstahir. Shamstaheer is my brother. He was born of malevolence, born of entropic he kinda of pauses I'm not entirely sure how it happened, but he was infused with the force of entropy when he was still inside, as you call, the crystal teeth. And it resulted in this aberrant behavior, this aberrant kind of life that he leads. Do you wish to destroy a family member who has, against their own nature, gone down a path that you disagree with? when that path consists of murdering your brothers and sisters, perhaps the answer should be yes. However, I hold no ill will toward my brother. I will stop him. But I will find my own way.
3: Perhaps the way if we could figure out how to do it is to remove the forces at play that are Twisting them.
2: Perhaps. Perhaps. Jenny just kind of like turns to Azara and turns to you and says, well, I for one, I'm going to kill the fucker. <laughs> shrugs. shrugs. Yeah. Like, you know, he wants that. to be all about entropy and dissolving everything. He can fucking dissolve and return to entropy as well. Yeah. Or Farnay nods
5: does seem that he's heard it, if anyone has.
2: You guys are headed to the... the place that Basa was protecting, perhaps? You said you wanted to search for the body of Grail, or at least the place where he was atomized. Yes.
1: Oh.
0: But... we never... we never obtained the knowledge we came... To fight for. So.
2: Abilene at this kind of leans forward. He's been sitting on a chair since he kind of stumbled back, <laughs> kind of like casually. He kind of like stands up a little bit. And again, like you see, um, he's got like a, a pipe kind of similar to Orophane's, Um, but he exhales this kind of purplish blue smoke from it. It's just kind of tinged with magic. And he says, Well,. <laughs> Um again, I I think that some celebration in a way is in order. Uh, very few people died from what I could tell, and um kind of throws his hands up, just like completely at a loss at this point, just trying to turn it somewhat positive, and he's like, and the Emerald Order has beaten the Baroku Muda quite literally into the ground. Um and he claps. He's like, fantastic work, Emerald Order. Um, you are the new reigning champions of the six-person combat rounds. Um, how do you feel? Claps again, and a little burst of green smoke comes out of his hand. As you see, like, little images appearing in the air. <laughs> claps again, it's a little bit of a purple burst. Claps again, it's a little blue. Cycling between green, blue, and purple with every clap.
0: Is his expression Bunnies just motionless? And fireworks
2: and he looks entirely emotionless <laughs> as like... he's doing this. But like his eyes, his eyes are dead. But he has this like slight smile and it's just a little creepy.
3: The 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 pomp and circumstance isn't necessary.
2: He's like mid-clap. The green smoke is like starting to come out and fuse with the purple to make this blue, and he's like Let's his hands fall away, just wiggling his fingers and kind of like pulls them close to his chest and crosses his arms. He's <laughs> like, well, that said, you are the champions now. Or at least the team champions.
4: Um, over this time, my echo has been gone and we've kind of had this like 20 minute conversation. What's my arm
2: doing? Same thing. Uh, blinking in and out <clears> the <throat> tattoos but the arm is staying okay it's like basically your arm is there and and it's not and like as you're kind of like glancing away you see the tattoos disappear and sometimes you see tattoos appear that you didn't have instead of just the moon you start seeing like an anchor you see rope kind of wrapped around the forearm you see all kinds of different tattoos but every time you look at it it's the one it's supposed to be
3: Cool. So, like, a bad video glitch on, like, some train in a game or something?
2: Kind of. I mean, it's essentially going through every possible timeline's version of that arm. Sometimes oh. you look to the side and you're missing a finger. Sometimes you look to the side and you're missing a hand. Sometimes you look to the side and everything's where it's supposed to be. And you're like, oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Abilene oh. kind of pulls on his lower ear. As he does so, he says, kind of whispering, uh, but enough that you can hear it. He says, I've got the Emerald Order in the stands. Um, Would you like me to send them your way at their earliest convenience, or what would you like, sir? He nods, and he says, uh, Halalu would like to speak with a lot of you whenever you have time. Um, Doesn't have to be immediately. Do your thing. You wanted to go to the north, do that investigate see if you can find anything that can help uh we're going to try to get this place cleaned up a little bit thumbs up
5: <laughs> make sure that he takes his time to rest if he needs it
2: i will give him I see him like searching for a word and it like, claps its hands and more purple smoke appears and he's like oh shit <laughs> he rubs them together he's like i will give him your regards and tell him that you wish him well and hope he gets some rest and that your group will maybe this evening or tomorrow morning reach him. Um, Fantastic. And he kind of like says, uh, where is uh, your, your other companion? Jin
3: He was taking some refugees to the manor.
2: Great. Uh... In that case, fantastic. I'll fill him in on everything as well and where you're headed. Um, he may join you. He may not. You have other means of travel, I assume.
6: Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. He kind of like stretches his arms out wide, um, and you see like his nails are painted green and purple and blue, just like one after another, every color on it. He kind of like stretches, Shape and as he based? does. Oh, they're they're actually very (laughs) finely uh, filed down. Um, And as he kind of stretches his hands out and you see his nails, he like flicks his hands. And as he does so, he's got this like weird contraption above him. Uh, It's almost like a hang glider. And he just like looks at all of you and he nods and he he just jumps off the side (laughs) and begins slowly gliding down to the other side. Uh, and as he does so you see the back of it and it's a symbol that i don't think any of you have seen mm. it's it's not like a
4: stratus falcon is it it's just a hang glider
2: it's pretty much just a glider that he holds in his hands it's like as he flicked his hands metal and wood fused around his forearms okay and created a glider that goes above him and he just
4: Okay. Down. He's just because um, he's, he's obviously very different, but, you know, gray skinned tiefling, white hair. I also have a hang glider. I'm also very uh, outward with my personality and jewelry. And, you know, I just, uh, there's, there's a few symmetries there. So that I keep getting tricked with.
2: <clears throat> so on the back of the hang glider, you see what appears to be just black uh, cloth. With a gold circle around the middle of it. And what looks to be a small bird. And just glides away.
0: So I guess I'm going to draw that. And come back to that in a few weeks. Um,
2: Because
0: it usually comes to bite me if I don't draw it.
4: He's just an agent of your friend?
2: or Uh, Make a nature chunk. What? I said Dara make a nature check.
0: No, I just heard a dog, but I didn't know if it was like outside or like what? Okay. Hang on. It's in the bedroom.
1: It's, it's in there with, there you, with you right now.
0: Loud. I was like, well, it wasn't Coleman's dogs. This was like loud. What? So this supposed to be, to be someone like walking a dog outside. I'm it's loading. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 16
2: 16 you notice the hang glider and you know exactly what kind of bird it is as he flies away
0: okay so what is the golden it? thread a seagull
2: the golden oh. the golden thread golden
0: the golden orioles
2: of nothing else than an oriole
0: oh no <laughs> oh no
3: Is that Suger? (laughs) Yes.
1: Excuse
3: me, It fucking was, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) Marshall!
2: (laughs) I will tell you, it is not Suger.
0: It's not Suger. I just. Or is it? (laughs) It can't be. Don't. You didn't
2: seem like a vampire.
1: He sure looks like one.
2: He also barely seemed
5: like a vampire the first time. He has no (laughs) emotion. He was the second time he's really a vampire. The first
2: time, (laughs) yeah, he was. Oh
0: my
2: god. He was somebody trying to hide the fact that he was a vampire by overplaying the vampire act. Yeah. Ooh.
4: (laughs) With his fake teeth and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: And then later on, he doesn't have a man, and he's got teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go for it. Shit. Twelve. Twelve. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard to say. Things is he? Is he joking? Free. Is he? Is he serious? You see, I, I, I you have ninety eight percent of the puzzle. I cannot give you more information than that. Um, <laughs> I repeat things a lot, and I think. I think some of you may get it and just not realize it, and I think that some listeners might have pieced it together at this point. But I well, repeat, listeners are bound a lot. to be more intelligent. There are the certain, there are certain right? things. I will say this: there are certain patterns that appear from time to time, and those certain pattern patterns are very deeply connected. And those patterns appear literally almost every episode, and no one has said anything. Dude,
5: <laughs> I think he, he you're just, was like very. He was very like aloof when we figured out it was him being the performer. Like when we when we ran into him like the first time, he was very just like, "Oh, you figured it out!" Like didn't really give a crap.
2: Like mm-hmm. Sugar? yeah. Mm-hmm. Suger was a musician. Uh huh. Abilene is a musician.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm picking up what you put down,
2: but. Is that enough of a connection just because of that?
3: With your game, yes. He literally looked
4: exactly the same. different timeline. That's what it is.
2: I'm kidding.
0: He He literally (laughs) looked exactly the same.
5: We're over here putting pieces on the board like fucking Charlie Kelly. He's trying to tell us we're wrong.
2: Hang on. I will send you a picture of what I imagine Suger to look like.
5: See, no, And you will
2: fair. see that it is nothing similar to the two. No, to... but the
0: guy we met on the island <laughs> that was playing music because I decided to do a, a whatever for Sugar, he was great. Was and I suger. went, oh, my God, it's the dude that makes it looks like you. It's the guy who looks like you that we were making uh, fun of. And you were like, yeah, yeah but you were
4: wrong. Dude, all I know is that like Y'all there have, have been like six notes. tieflings in this campaign.
0: Yeah. And right?
4: all except one of them has been gray skin, white hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh,
2: there have been like four.
4: I mean, there's there's, there's been, this...
2: there have been more that aren't than there have been that are.
4: I'd say it's about 50-50 because 50, 50, we've got Charlia who was purple, Avara, which was uh this blue one, and then we've got the red-skinned one from Redford, and then me, Suger and uh whatever abilene so i, I forget I, that I think you're white skinned I,
2: I literally forget <laughs> that you're white skinned all no, the time
4: i'm gray skinned no, white she, hair yeah.
2: well yeah but that's them too though like ashen skinned white hair yeah i forget that all the time
4: <laughs> literally let me see we're 50% here for our let me see
2: there is also <clears throat> there was jared the tiefling butler for villamere there was jared he was orange there was Jared, good man good man he was good man very good man he took out my blood he did he took your blood there was he helped us though viewers i promise <laughs> yeah he was a good man <laughs> <laughs> or was he i don't know dun, dun, dun. this is he was so awkward. far back blood at the time gavik pissed he him was off. probably
5: off all- gear <laughs>
0: Oh my, yeah. god, to... oh my god, stop
5: it! my god. He was sugar. a very powerful. Uh, <laughs> all the way back then.
0: <laughs> it was Oops,
5: wait, all it's sugar.
3: all here? He's like, you stopped my the... puzzle. All crunch berries. All, sugar, all the time.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. There's been at least four that are not ashen <laughs> oh gosh, skinned oh gosh, and like shoot. three that are. All right. All right, but here. Let me send ABC you what I imagine. It's popping up on to my look like Based on a picture I found. Go away the other thing is there you
5: go we've only ever seen any totally of them with Farne. like other than that they've all been alone there hasn't been another one with, it is all Suger
2: uh, no <laughs> uh, Suger was before Farning right oh, no, no but I mean, I mean we've, we've never oh. seen any two oh. of them together we have right <laughs> now
5: well it's just Orofarnay and <laughs> Suger <laughs> Yeah, the rest of them are all Suger. Oh, I see, I see. Just me and Suger.
2: So so the big difference is between them, Abilene has golden eyes, and his horns come out of his forehead and curl up and back. Yeah, Or if has red eyes, eyes, too,
4: just
3: saying.
2: Suger has red eyes, and his horns come off the temples of his head and slowly turn and rotate back to a point.
3: Unless I'm uh, incorrect, I think Thaumaturgy can change the color of your eyes.
2: Um, I will also say Suger is pretty ripped. <laughs> and Abilene is really fucking thin.
3: Disguise self. Abilene is out.
2: also a mechanically college of creation bard. Um, whereas Suger, mechanically, is. Something
4: that, that something that he can just get as much expertise and deception as
2: possible. Yeah. Uh Suger is also a College of Whispers bard.
0: Oh my god, he's also a bard. What the fuck? Sounds like he could just shape shift.
2: <laughs> you know, I
4: almost multi-classed <laughs> so, into Bard. So I mean
5: Yeah. He also has it's a there.
2: weapon. He also has a weapon called the Nine Lives Stealer Rapier.
5: He did look drastically different the first time we saw him when he was performing.
2: So, yeah, yeah, he disguised himself quite a bit to not look like a vampire, right? Or to look like a vampire, really. And he made himself look
3: super old and stuff like that. Like, we've gone so far off the rails. Yeah, we've gone so far off the rails.
2: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you have like 98% of the puzzle. Uh, It's all in front of you. I will say there are super, super, super strong ties. I've said this before on the podcast. Super strong ties to the lady you met at the graveyard. Uh, and what's happening, and what's happening in the end. Uh, very big player. Uh, there are big ties to Suger that you've seen. Abilene, maybe, maybe not. Might just be an agent of Halalu. Um He's somehow connected to the Orioles. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. He could literally be an Oriole in disguise on an undercover mission. You never know. That
0: was the first thing I thought, um, until they went Suger, and I was like,
1: oh.
2: There's a lot of repetition with certain things every session that, I'm pretty happy you guys haven't noticed because I keep doing it and I just expect one day you guys are going to be like, hey. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, it may be worth listening to the old uh, episode at the end of Falno's Dungeon one more time.
5: That was a the uh, time I was wondering about.
2: and uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe draw some new conclusions from that. That was episode...
3: I get confused
0: with Thalno that was
2: episode all
5: time.
2: nine it was episode nine, nine. contracts the Nebuchadnezzar episode
5: that's so long ago.
2: and then the episode directly following is the other one that is incredibly important nine and ten if you do anything in the next week or two and you want any kind of hint at the puzzle one more time listen to nine and ten
5: I think I had the whiteboard out <laughs> yeah, with the yarn
2: also this uh this brokamuda arc has lasted ten episodes now, yeah, half of our podcast has been the Brokamuda,
3: yeah, it's long, it's less than what it took us to get through the roost,
0: yeah, yeah, that was like a whole year.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that was a whole thing. But that was also a story it a, thing. It wasn't it was just a Quill's long,
0: thing. It was a long, a oh, yeah. lot of stuff had to get done for that. There were a
2: lot of threads. Dara was given that thing, that paper with Clushin. And they were given that paper mm-hmm. that was in their old language, which is why they were able to read oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's the language of Oberyn. Um, so that was pretty <laughs> damn big.
0: I forget about that all the time. You guys saw that
2: mystical elk. Uh, you met Naramis. Dara became a cleric. Uh, Gavik kneecapped an old innocent man.
4: (laughs) He wasn't innocent. Okay, what is an
2: old man going to do against a group of slavers who (laughs) are at least letting him tend the shrine?
4: (laughs) I have it in like at least five or six episodes now that it is in stone. This man was not innocent, he was facilitating it. It's like, okay, it's like uh, you leave. All right, you leave. Your god is you worship an evil god and you stayed. All right. Or yeah, you worship what? the good version His of your god and
2: you leave. But guess what? His faith is what helped allow you guys to purify Naramis. I don't give a fuck about that.
4: <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> Gavin, he fuck Yeah. That's
2: true. He, he, he the instant would've. flip. Um <laughs> but anyway, um, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that. That arc Wait, that was really important.
0: I did the art for that arc of Clushin and Jenny. That was the fade to black, but I he made did. it kind of yeah. wholesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But did. it wasn't like sexy fade to black. Necessarily. It was they it was were going to like kiss and you and didn't allow us to
0: have that moment.
5: I, I loved that part of that. You just went.
2: Well, uh, listen, guys, uh, listen to nine and 10 or don't, I don't give a shit, but if you do, you may figure out what the fuck's going on in terms of these things that happen every single episode. If not, I'm going to keep doing them and eventually someone's going to call me out (laughs) and when they do, I'm not going to say anything.
0: It's probably going to be Jared because that's how it
5: works. We're going to lose. And then he's going to be like, what the hell guys, this is all you (laughs) needed to know. literally. Here's the thing.
2: If you guys died today, like if you died in the game today, um, like if here just came back and absorbed all of you, whatever, I would just start a new campaign set a little later and you would have to be slowly drip fed what the fuck happened and how we got here. And you would not know for months to years what happened to the world. (laughs)
4: Oh, my God. Listen, we're going to be at the end of the that campaign. Would be your punishment. We're going to die, and he's going to be like, God damn it, guys. How many times mm-hmm. did I have to force feed the fish down your throat before uh, you I, understood? I, 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 yes. Damn it, Coleman. Damn
2: it. How can I silence? Quick, hey, silence Coleman. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Get> this track. He <laughs> knows too much.
0: It was the fish lore the whole time.
2: No, you guys are going to hate me for the fish lore. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait.
0: You already hate that. I'll have
3: it known. I used a lot of restraint to not mute Marshall there.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's right. You have control.
2: <laughs> Look, right now. Uh, listen. I'm done. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for playing. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, we hope this new program works. We thank you for your patience while we switch to this new program. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. We love you. Have a great time.